Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Yes, yes, yes. I got a little change in my pocket going jingle-lang-lang. Wants to call you on the telephone, baby. I give you a ring, but each time we talk, I get the same old thing. Always no hooky, no dizzy, until I get a wedding ring. My honey, my baby, don't put my love upon no shelf. She said, don't give me no lines and keep your hands to yourself. You're listening to Tony Bruno, unfiltered, uncensored. Unintelligible. <laughs> I know him. I know him. Here is Tony Bruno. Ah. Uh, 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 as Brett Musburger once said. Thank you very much. Hello there, kids. Welcome. What is that on the screen up there, Robin? We got like a, a some sort of a contraption showing on our video screen. That is mirroring what is on my computer so that oh. when I play a video, you can see it on the big screen, Tony Bruno. Good afternoon, everybody. Yes, our first full while. We did a show. We did shows last week. We did, but... We didn't do a show yesterday, the early show, because we were at the hospital getting my checkup and you know how it works in hospitals you got to try to find a way to get in to visit your surgeon and so that was the only time we had yeah which was 11 something in the morning and that was the only availability so we had to go there by the time we got out of there and came back it was too late to do a show because then we had to go down to glassboro new jersey last night and obviously here in philadelphia it's tony bruno miss robin thanks for joining us on twitch.tv tony bruno show all of our regular listeners here with us every day. All the new people finding out about us, wherever you may be, just download the Twitch app. It's free. You're downloading everything else. It doesn't take a lot of data, does it, Robin? Um, I don't think so. Okay, that's a good answer. Well, I don't. I mean, I mean, I mean we're not going most... to destroy the climate by using more data to download no. the Twitch. We're actually saving the planet as opposed to all these phonies and going over people... to Spain to go and sit around in a room oh, and shit. spend millions of dollars telling everybody that we have to give you all our money or else we're screwed. A lot of people also, they are hooked to Wi-Fi somewhere. I mean, there's so many Wi-Fi uh, hotspots around the cities and in your home and wherever. So when you have that, then you don't need to use your data at all. Exactly. So, I mean, people, people are now in the digital age, which is what we are in and we've been in for years, is you're sitting in your office. You're sitting at home. People are listening to stuff. Again, you're not supposed to do stuff in work, except work. But you know, that's not how it do works. You want to play rough? Okay. I'll play rough. Say hello to my little friend. Okay. Exactly. You want to play rough? Okay. Now, Cupcake Eagles just checks. It's been six days, 21 hours, and five minutes since you've entertained the masses. That's not true. <laughs> we did a show last night. <laughs> Speaking of that show. Oh, no, it wasn't a CBS and a college basketball thing. Although, how about Michigan? But th- what happened last night was normally, you know, when we do these football shows, especially on Monday after the Eagles win or lose, mm-hmm. usually after an Eagle loss, it's not a lot of fun. People are angry, no matter where you are. Dallas lost on Thanksgiving Day. Fans were angry in Dallas. They were happy here. Of course, I mentioned yesterday, it was a perfect weekend for most of the fans who don't follow all the normal front-running teams. 
You saw what happened, right? You saw Cowboys lost, mm-hmm. Patriots lost, mm-hmm. uh, Duke lost in college basketball, the Lakers lost. So all of the teams that have real fans but also have a lot of fraudulent bandwagon fans, all were the, just Alabama lost, another big team that has a following around the country. And what happens? Those fans get outraged. Yeah, there's a there's a sense of despair and anger and sadness all mixed up into one thing usually. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Now, of course, that's one of the walk-up songs. I don't want Michael Buffer, a guy that I know, another Philly guy, who still looks great after all these years, who makes a lot of money just saying, let's get ready to rumble because he has it trademarked and copyrighted. But I didn't play that. So, Mike, if you're going to come after me, I am not playing that on the show. That's people, people love that sound. I'm not using it for financial gain or anything else. But people have walk-up sounds, and that's what's great. Unfortunately, here in Philadelphia, the Phillies' walk-up sounds are going to be too shorter because the Phillies said goodbye yesterday to Michael Franco and Cesar Hernandez. Yes, they had to, you know, they had to tender them. Not tender is the night, which is one of my favorite songs. That's not very nice, John. From whose walk-up sound is that? John's from Abington. I don't know why he does that either. What does he think this is? Eric Swalwell? We don't do that on this show. You think this is? um... Anyway, let's get back to Monday night. Okay. So we run out and do our show because by the time we would have set up and do our show here, we would have done an hour show because then we have to get in the car and drive to Jersey and do the Glassboro. Landmark Americana Monday night show. And it's always fun in that. It's a great bar, a lot of good people there, great giveaways every week. So what happened? I need to I need to interrupt you again, just really quickly. Is this breaking news, I hope? Well, this is for those people specifically on Instagram. If you are watching on Instagram right now, you are not going to be able to see any of these videos. You'll be able to hear them, but you won't be able to see any of the videos. You're only going to see Tony. You won't see the uh, multiple cameras. You won't see the videos that I'm playing. POV, the upskirt, all All the other stuff stuff we normally show on this channel. Because Instagram doesn't play nice. So if you are on Instagram and you want to be able to do that and you want to join the conversation in the chat room where there's a whole other conversation going on and with all those sound effects, um, go to twitch.tv forward slash Tony Bruno Show. Uh, the it's free to download, free to create an account, free to free follow. To follow. Um, and uh, we would love to see you on here. Let us know that you switched over from whatever platform you're switching over from. And the good thing about this show is, well, we do what we want. We don't break for commercials. We're going to do three straight hours today, unless in the third hour you people aren't good. You're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make a decision today whether we should do two hours every day or three hours. Yeah, every day. Yeah, and I, I put a poll out. I put a poll on uh, Twitter. I think I can do a poll on here as well, but haven't figured that out yet. Um, to see what the fans want, two or three hours today, and then of course we'll just do whatever we want. We do what we later. want. We'll play videos. We've got a lot of great stuff on the agenda today. We're going to get to this football thing, wrap it up. Mr. Monday Night, of course, once again doubted by so, so many people. John McMullen, the Philly godfather. And, of course, Billy Schwime, Schwime, who who basically we gave him a shot to be on the show. I love the guy. He does the locker room show. Great kid. I call him a kid. Good guy. He does a show on 97.3 FM. He's a great guy. And then he says, he went against Mr. Monday Night and went with the Philly Godfather. And I was tempted because I said before that I thought that game between the Vikings and Seattle would be a really good game. And we knew the stats against 
not against. The stats were both quarterbacks. I told you that the, the Seahawks weren't that good at home. We saw the Seahawk defense, certainly not as dominant as the Legion of Boom. And we saw Kirk Cousins play great. They got a lead, then they fell behind, then they turned the ball over. So it was really a great football game to watch last night. A lot of fun. That's what football is all about. People want to see interesting matchups, great plays, great passing. You know, Russell, I mean, Russell, uh, Russell Wilson. The fact that Booger McFarlane actually said, I'm glad people are finally getting a chance to see how good Russell Wilson is. Yo, Booger, he's been in the league almost 10 years, and he's been an MVP, and he's won a Super Bowl. People are just starting to find out about Russell Wilson. He's been on national television 34 times in, in prime time. And so I don't understand. Listen, the guy's doing a you know, freelance show. He's giving his opinions. But that's the kind of stuff, if you're a, a professional former athlete and you're doing a Monday night broadcast, throwing that stuff out there. And he got hammered. I don't want to hammer the guy. But, but you're <laughs> hammering him. I'm not hammering him. Speaking of hammering, we will have a hammering update. We will have a Philadelphia update. And you know me, Robin. No one is more Philadelphia than me. Do you know anybody you've ever met? Because there's a lot of big-name celebrities who are Philadelphians, but they move to L.A. and they never come back unless they're promoting a movie. You know, there's none of these people live here. I, I moved to California for 11 years because right. I had a major job, and I was out of work, and I was offered an opportunity out there, and I moved there for 11 years. But I'm always a Philly guy. I came back home. This is my roots here. This is the same street. I grew. You can't be more Philly. And so... You're a homer, but you're a fair homer. Exactly. It's not even about being homer or you're just being a lapdog for the teams or in the tank for the organizations or any of that stuff. I give my opinions. I've done this my whole life. But the city of Philadelphia, over the last 10 or 11 years, has really changed. There's a lot of great growth here. The buildings, you know, you look at Center City, the Comcast Towers, a lot of people moving back into the city, young couples here in our neighborhood. Right, People raise their kids here because, A, it's very convenient to public transportation where we leave. We're a block away from from the subway, Mm -hmm. and so people live in the city. They take the subway. They do this in New York, too. Nobody drives to work. People, you know, jump on the subway, take an Uber, and they go to work. So I love this city, and I'm proud of this city. But the thing that really bothers me about this city, and it always has, not just the fact that we have some numbskull sports fans – There's numbskull sports fans everywhere in America. But Philadelphia, unfortunately, for the most of the people around the country who listen to the show and around the world, think of Philadelphia as, oh, those fans are animals, they're pigs, and all that other stuff. And when those fans act like animals and pigs, I'm the first guy to rip them. By the way, Brett Michaels, Metal God, wrote, Tony left for California a man and came back and still identifies as a man. Crack a beer for that guy. Give me a roaring round of applause for that. I'm a man, and I'm way over 40. By the way, I know, I, I remember Russell Wilson, the guy who threw an interception to lose the Super Bowl. That wasn't on Russell Wilson. No. That was on his head coach, yes. who everybody in the world knows should have ran the damn ball Exactly. with Marshawn Even Lynch I right there. I knew that. I'm like, so, what the hell are you doing? So anyway, back to the Philly thing. So we're going to have a a tribute to my city today, and it's yes. not the kind of tribute I like to do. I defend the city when things aren't bad. I defend the history here. It's a beautiful city, 
It's one of the top places to come to absorb the history of our country. But there's news that came out. And, yeah, and, and this is what I've been saying. And I, I guess I have no political ambitions. This isn't about politics. I don't want to run for mayor. Because a lot of people on talk radio, what they do is they get a show and then they start spouting off opinions. And their, their ulterior motive, their goal is to run for political office. You see this all the time. People want you to run, Tony. I don't want to run. I have no interest in any kind of political office. Seriously. If I wanted to run for politics, I would have done it 100 years ago. I studied political science in college. So I understand politics. I detest it. I deplore it. I don't like either party. I'm not a party guy, except last night. We'll get to that part. We're not. I don't care about Democrats or Republicans. I don't. That's a fact that's documented, and you'll see it. Now because I pick on a lot because there's 52 Democratic presidential candidates, it's just too easy to have fun. But if you have fun... You automatically are labeled on Twitter, and that's why they throttle people like me. Twitter doesn't like people like me. Not because I'm some right-wing nutcase. It's because they think that because I'm not anti-Trump on there, like everybody else in the media, Mm -hmm. then my account must be throttled. I don't threaten anybody. I don't put anything nasty on there. I have fun. I post mostly animal videos. I'll post some funny stuff. But the point is, Twitter is suppressing people like me. Not because I'm... I'm a member of a white nationalist group or I'm a KKK member because they determine in their own infinite Nazi-like tactics out there in San Francisco that uh, some people don't need to be heard. And that's what I call living in a regime. That's a real regime. When your free speech rights are throttled, I'm not shadow banned, but I am throttled. There's another level Because I lose followers every day. I get it. People don't want to follow me. Don't follow me. You have no obligation to follow me on Twitter. But when people start losing hundreds of followers, and I don't keep track of it, but I know when I look in there and I see. You haven't been losing. I mean, you No, I've lost over uh, almost 1,000 followers in the last couple of weeks. Because I don't not lose. People like, oh, I lost five followers overnight. I don't look at that stuff. I don't care. I do care when I see that I have 62,300 followers. And a couple of days later, I'm down to 62,200 followers. That actually, I know why that is because everybody's been losing followers. Yeah, I'm not saying Twitter, I'm the only one. I'm not playing the no, victim here. I'm not Lisa let Page. Me I'm not the victim here. Twitter has been clearing out their inactive accounts. And you had a lot of people that followed you um, back when there was that Twittergate controversy and they were the fake accounts that were following you specifically to be able to call you names. I get that. Those, Those people shouldn't be allowed, and they well, should get, but they're not just getting rid of dead accounts. Trust me. They're oh, getting sorry. rid of anybody. They're not even getting rid of accounts for me. They are basically taking people away because that's what they want to do. And so don't call yourself a free speech area. You're not. Twitter is a, Twitter is, is, is a machine-run operation. Listen, I use it because we have to. I use Twitter. Twitter's like, Twitter's like my pimp. And I'm the whore, okay? So I'm a whore because I use their service. I don't pay anything for it. And so, but uh, Jack up there in San Francisco, he jacks off, and then uh, everybody else takes the day off. <laughs> but anyway, Jack is a is a, is a, is a scumbag. We all know that. Jack Dorsey of Twitter is a scumbag, but he's a powerful scumbag, and so he can do what he wants with his operation. But I have the right, and I will continue to call them out. I'm not here to to, to shut down. I don't tell people to not watch anything, to boycott, any of that stuff. 
I just tell people to think for themselves. That's what well, I, I mean, do. I the, mean, the, you make the point, though. If they call themselves free to everybody, free to it's a free platform and it's a news platform and whatever they want to call themselves, they need to have it be completely even for everybody, and they don't. Of course not. And again, I don't care. I'm not – people think I'm like a, a Republican. I've never been a Republican. But if they think you're a Republican or they think you're right wing, all of a sudden you got to be shut down or, or throttled back. And if they want to do that, go right ahead. Go right ahead. There needs to be a name for somebody <laughs> that just calls out the BS and the the uh, the people that are uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Malarkey. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to have my own bus. When we go down, you know, Joe, Joe Biden's got the no malarkey tour going yes. on. And I love that word malarkey because I'm old enough to remember when that was I actually used. Oh, malarkey. My but basically, it should it. be no bullshit. Yeah. This show should have a sign, no, no bullshit no tour. Not BS, bullshit. Because oh, I can say bullshit wanna, on the show. The because that's thing. what malarkey is. Not Mike Malarkey, the former NFL head coach and longtime uh, assistant coach. Is, now, is even really Mike Malarkey, name? but it was Mullark with a oh, U, not you. Malarkey. Mike Malarkey, longtime NFL coach. The no bullshit bus. <laughs> <laughs> it has a good ring to it. Let's see if Joe goes for it. Can we get this wrapped? <laughs> Let's get our um, Well, you ooh, should get it wrapped. Ooh, speaking of the bus, Tony Bruno. We have a bus update? We have a bus update. Move that bus. <laughs> if you were not paying attention to the show last night, you missed the announcement that um, they – because Joe had to make sure that everybody that was signed up was actually going to be able to follow through, and they right. have to sign a waiver. Because it's it, a 54-seat luxury bus. Right. If you're just joining us and you haven't heard it, Washington, the game in D.C. on December 15th, went from being a, eh, they suck, to this may be for the division championship yeah. now. So all of a sudden, people wanted to go anyway. Because, you know, you're going to take a free bus ride. We're going to be providing you with bison burgers, and, which are Carson um, burgers made with bison we're going to have that. We're going to have gonna drinks. Yeah, there's there's going to be drinks. Vodka. You're going to be on a luxury bus heading down from South Philadelphia down to FedEx Field with the whole gang. And so when our people hear, hey, we're gonna, you're going to get a free ride. You're going to get free food. You're going to get free up for booze. free everything. We got tickets. People want anything yeah. for free. They don't care what it is. They'll just show up and say, what's free? I'll take it. So anyway, so everybody wanted to be on this bus. And all of our shows that we do remotely, whether it's Landmark Americana in, in New Jersey and Glassboro on Monday nights, whether it's Tollman Joe's in South Philly on Sundays, mm -hmm. or whether it's Screwballs in King of Prussia, where we are every Thursday night, right. including this week, people were registering. They said they wanted to be on this bus and head down to D.C. A great road trip on and a it Sunday. it became a hotter and hotter ticker. So we everybody wanted to be on it. a wait list. But you know how it works. This isn't like the airlines. Because, yeah, people book flights and then they cancel at the last minute or the airline says to them when you're in the terminal, hey, you know, we're overflow, we're, we're overbooked here. Anybody wanting to give up their ticket because somebody's willing to pay $5,000 to get on this plane? People were willing to pay to get on. I know that. That's not the point here. But the airlines do this all the time. They overbook. Right. And then, but very few people don't show up. Correct. Well, in this case, when you're going somewhere for free and you book, you know, you could decide later, ah, I'm not going to do it. And then all of a sudden there's empty seats. So we have a standby list. And so people who showed up on Sunday at Tollman Joe's 
basically reconfirmed that they were going to go. Correct. And that's that's the only fair way to do this because, you know, we're go- it's going to be 9 o'clock in the morning. You f- you drive to Tolman Joe's in South Philly. Mm-hmm. You leave your car there. You get on free the parking. bus. Free parking. So it's not going to cost you anything to park. It's mm-hmm. not going to cost you anything to eat or drink. It's not going to cost you anything to get into the game. Now, if you want to buy a Dan Snyder bobblehead when you're there, you know, your souvenirs are on your own. Yeah, and you better bundle up on your own because we're not providing no, jackets and No, we're not providing clothing, warmers. rubbers, uh, you know, contraceptives, whatever you need in the bus. We do have a toy- we do have a nice bathroom. It's a beautiful bus. It's not some yes. crappy, you know, bang bus kind of thing. Although some, you know, depending on That's where you go. That's the after hours trip. But so anyway, the the to- so by the way, the uh, the Eagles play next Monday night. So we're not we're going to be doing the Monday night show where we always do it. Right. At Landmark Americana. Correct. So next week, no Sunday show because the Eagles won't be playing on Sunday. Correct. So we're going to do the Monday night show from Landmark where we go every Monday night. So enough about that. So anyway, last night, the great Joe Krause, uh-huh. the man in charge who gives away all the so, great prizes that we have, tickets, to, not just to the Eagles, not oh, just to the Flyers, like the, the Sixers, Madonna. Ever. The guy has everything, man. And anybody who comes to one of our shows knows that we have the best swag and the really quality stuff. Yes. We're not giving away beer koozies. No. You know well, what they, I mean? There's some of those, Well, they have too. those, too, yeah, but, but, because people want free shit. So, long story <laughs> that you've made longer, endless. short, endless. Um, uh, after the people showed up that did show up, there was still some room left, so Joe went through the standby list and confirmed and got the people to sign off, sign the waivers for those who were really, really, really wanted to go, and then... Tony, something went terribly, terribly wrong. And that normally right. happens on normally happens on VH1s behind the music, but what happened is that because some people we, we had, had empty seats. Now. We had complaints. We're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. These were only for people that were there because what is the statement? You must be present to win. Right. But I was saying, hey, this is not fair to our Twitch people who listen. They're loyal. They're they're listening. We even have people that said that they were willing to fly in to be on this to trip. To be on this trip on December. So 15th. last night we had four tickets made available to our Twitch audience. Correct. And that's when last night, because Joe said, "Hey, you know what? People are watching on Twitch all the time. We don't give away a lot of stuff. And obviously, you have to be in Philadelphia to take this trip. We're not picking you up on the road. No. We're not like driving down ninety five and making stops no. like Amtrak or the or, or the, the Greyhound bus does. You We're going must... straight from South Philly to Washington D.C. Correct. No stops to pee. We're gonna have a. There's a toilet on the bus. It's a, you know it's a, so, it's a luxury bus. Um, because I I don't want to make this a complicated competition. I only want people that absolutely know that they can go on December 15th and they have all day. You have, you're, we're going to have to show up really early at Tollman Joe's on Sunday, December 15th to get on the bus, to get down to D.C. We go to the game, we get back on the bus, and we make it back. Bam! Bam. So this is an all-day kind of an affair. We are going to have a blast. We're all going to be there. Um, a blast. Is that, and no malarkey, though, in this no, bus. No malarkey, just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you want to go. Yes, the wheels on the able, bus go round and round, round and round, like Jerome Bettis I used to say. I need you to email me. Miss Robin Austin at gmail.com. I'm writing it down on the Twitch channel chat room right now. Miss Robin Austin A-U-S-T-I-N at gmail.com. And just tell me. You must be serious. You know, you don't just say serious. I want to go because it's and obviously there are people all over the country watching us and they're saying, you know, can you pick me up 
not the Venga bus. That will not be there. Not the double Dutch bus. We can't come to Phoenix. We can't come to North Carolina. Yeah. We can't come to Missouri. Although we're not licensed in your state. <laughs> but, if you want- but if you can go and you want to go, send me an email and I will put the names in the hopper and I will make the uh, Thursday. Thursday, I will let those people know who won. And I have four seats. Not the Peter Pan bus, which is another. You know, the Peter Pan bus was on the original Chinatown buses that started the whole mega like bus. Peter Pan Bo- peanut butter? Yeah, it was a Peter Pan. No, like Peter Pan, Peter Pan, the character. Yeah. There's a Peter Pan bus. If you go to any Chinatown, especially here in Philly really? in New York, these, these buses, which I know were like. Bolt bus, I know. Yeah, the, but those yeah. were, the, those were the, the bigger companies. The original ones were Chinese operations, and they still are. There's Chinese run bus companies in our Chinatown here in Philadelphia. And they, that's where they picked up passengers who didn't have a lot of money, and they would take them to New York or Washington or Baltimore or wherever. And so the situation here is this is a luxury bus, not the Peter Pan bus, not the Venga bus, not the Bang bus, not the uh, double-decker bus, not the Magic bus, not Dr. Jerry bus, who's no longer with us, but his daughter is, and I still Red love Michael's her. Red Michaels Metal God on Twitch says, I prefer the Chinese-run massage parlors. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the Bob Kraft bus. Well, that goes down to Florida only. Those are the, the Thai massage parlors. <laughs> Get the correct Asian. Not the, uh, not the yellow school bus. And, yes, I know people are criticizing the Philadelphia Eagle fan base. Shouldn't it be a short bus where most of the Philadelphia Eagle fans were on growing up? See, that's the kind of nasty, vitriolic outrage and hatred we don't like here. That's a bunch of malarkey, okay? That's a bunch of malarkey. But so, I love the double Dutch bus, Robin. I Don't had you? to get that. We Yes. And we had to get that out of the way because <laughs> we wanted to talk about Tollman Joe's Monday, yesterday, last night. Mm-hmm. Because we, it, it, like you said, I'm going back. You said that it was a weird day. It was, uh, we were having. People were outraged. Because the Eagles lost a game that they absolutely, positively had no business losing. But give the Dolphins credit. Ryan Fitzpatrick blew them up. And so people were angry. And so how do you end end anger or try to calm the people down? There was a lot of yelling going. Well, I mean, it was the first time that I saw John McMullen raise his voice. Yes, it was You do all the time, so I'm used to that. And then Billy Schwime... he actually gives Luigi a run for his money in overmodulating microphones. So anyway, Billy Schwein was there. Totally now that Colin Thompson is gone to play football in the XFL. And of course, John McMullen and I were there. Miss Robin was there. Uh, Conlon Farrell, not Colin Farrell. Conlon Farrell, one of our great interns who does a lot of the audio work. We had uh, Joe Krause there. We had uh, the Philly Godfather was there. Nick. Nick was there. And so what happened? People were reacting angrily about the Eagles. We're ripping the, you know, the Eagles and their defense and all the other normal stuff that people in the city on regular radio will be doing for the rest of the week because they just can't get over something and move on to the next game. And they also have to fill airtime, which we don't have to worry. We have to fill three hours, but we have the freedom to roam if we want to. I think we should call this a magic bus. That's one of my favorite Who songs, Robin. For who? For what? Crank it up a little bit here now. I 
want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. Now, Tony, we have people starting to mention we need to move on to this video before. Okay, right. relax, Robin, relax. No, I'm saying that, like, listeners who were watching last night. They want to see the video. This is a tease, Robin. Whenever you can get a little who in here. For who? 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 For what? It's a great song, Robin. This is the stereo version, too. We're available. You don't like yeah. this song? Mm. Are you serious, Robin? Yeah. I can take it or leave it. This is, we're not playing a Who video. I'm so anyway, so we're up there doing the show, yelling and screaming, and breaking it down scientifically. Right. So while this is going on, out of nowhere, a lovely young woman walks up onto the stage. We're like on a riser. Riser? And she comes up bearing gifts with some of the absolutely phenomenal Wait staff there at Landmark Americana. The lovely Caitlin last night. Phenomenal. All the ladies that worked there. And because of Conlon, I have the video because he made a highlight yeah. of it so, last night. So anyway, this woman comes up onto the stage unannounced. And we didn't have her thrown off like, you know, a lot of people do. Like the 76ers when they get some stunad who comes and sits in the front row, uh, right on the courtside seats with three minutes left in the game so he can yell at Donovan Mitchell and has to be escorted out because he's a douchebag. And that's what we do here in Philly. So what happens? Her name is Mitzi. Mitzi and Jason were there. And I kept looking. She was sitting at a table off to the side. They were having fun. They were really yes. enjoying the but show. But she was they always were... looking at me, and she had that little she had that little gleam in her eye, ah. that little sparkle, Robin. And I would always look over there, and every time I looked over there, she was looking at me. And then suddenly, unannounced, out of nowhere, she comes walking up on the riser onto our pulpit, not the bully pulpit. That's for politicians. And she brings gifts. Five. How many, Robin? How many? Four. No, five shot glasses loaded with a brown liquor type product. I didn't know what it was. As long as it wasn't, uh, what's the stuff that I hate? Fireball or any of those other crappy. Yeah, you're not a big, like, straight uh, Jack Daniels or anything no, like no, that. No, 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 those are, no. Those are real. I'm talking yeah. about the fireballs. The uh, the Jägermeister oh, type yeah, yeah, drinks, yeah. the shots that people do, which I'd rather drink NyQuil. So I didn't know what the drink was, and so everybody's sitting there. She brings up five, so I give one to you know to Mr. Schweimer, Billy Schweimer. Yeah, well, she came up behind. So we should play this right now. Okay, so but I want to set it up. It's the way people can see. She came up behind it. you. You didn't even realize what was happening. No, at and first. I turn around as this beautiful blonde, and she's handing us drinks, and all of a sudden the drinks are being put on the, on the broadcast uh, table, and she immediately has her arm around me. And I was going to bite her finger like Joe Biden's wife did, but I didn't do that. So she gives me a hug. She gives me a kiss. She kisses me. Uh, and then I immediately did the shot and it went, and went into my whole Broadway Joe Namath routine. <laughs> I said, I want to kiss you as I looked at her. So anyway, that's what happens. This is the tape of her coming up on stage. We had no idea she was coming up. And she brings the shots. And then this is what happens. Caught on tape. Let's play it right now, Robin. He's always trying to fool people. Just be old school Tony Dungy, Leslie Frazier. Put your two safeties back there and say, beat me. 
That's what should have happened early in that game, and it didn't. It absolutely did not. Is this blood pressure medicine you're bringing up here right now? (laughs) (laughs) We had a lovely lady right here. Just brought up some shots. Compliments. Compliments of of who? We're learning right now. Synthes. Synthes? Synthes? Yes. Is that your name? (laughs) Is that you? (laughs) Look at that arm. I know. She was adorable. I don't know what to say. Uh, (laughs) We're like like speechless. Now, who's the guy giving everybody kisses? Who is that guy over there? So anyway, so she goes back. Jason was with her. The guy, they both work for a company called Strikers. Striker? I didn't even kiss her, but she kissed me. She was a lovely lady. So the show goes on. We're caught by surprise. And then a few minutes later, she brings up a second round of shots. And you know what the shots were? And my boy, Crown Royal Steve, his head would have exploded because she was bringing up Crown Royal shots. And, you know, I'm not a big brown liquor. I don't hate liquor, but I'm not a big bourbon I'm not a big scotch drinker. You know, I just don't order scotch. It's not that I hate it. But so I, I don't, and I've had, you know, I like cognac. I'll have a little taste of cognac. Right. I, I don't even mind Crown Royal because I haven't had it in a long time. So we do the shot and it was so smooth. I mean, this was really good stuff. I mean, it's a This isn't of, like Seagram 7. But this you're isn't rock gun. You're not supposed to just down No, I sipped it a little yeah. bit. And unlike everybody else who just downed it and slammed the thing on the table. That's just wrong. I was a professional. I did not do it right away. I did savor it. And then she brings the second one up. And because I'm a professional, while everybody else did their second shot right away, what did I do, Robin? I had a broadcast to conclude. Yes. And there was no way I was just going to start getting. And then people were on the Twitch stream ripping me. And say, oh, you're, how many shots? So they were doing over-unders on how many Crown Royal shots I would do. What's even better, though, <laughs> is that after she provided and gave you guys the first two shots and kissed you again, then two other women who were friends of hers. No, they weren't friends. They were sitting at the bar oh, next to them. And I they were also, could, should I say, dare I say, very attractive. Yes, they were beautiful. All three ladies were beautiful. And so now three ladies come up bringing the next round of shots. Yes. And I'm saying, this is the greatest <laughs> after a disastrous loss show I have ever been around. Because, you know, when, when teams win, everybody's happy. When teams lose like the Eagles did and got absolutely dissected like a Christmas and Thanksgiving turkey and ham combined on Thanksgiving Day by Ryan Fitzpatrick, who expected us to be hugged and kissed by beautiful women while we're doing a live show? And that's the best part of doing this. We go out, we press the flesh, we slap backs, we kiss babies, we kiss women. Remember, we didn't make any advances. We didn't say, hey, baby, why don't you come up here? Let's do some shots, honey. She brought the shots up to us. Yes. Right? So it wasn't any kind of that, hey, there's that guy on the radio trying to hit on some young college girls. These weren't college girls, by the way. These were, these were over 21 adults. Now, there were a lot of college girls in there because it's on the, on the Rowan University campus. You know, the 18, 19-year-old kids, 20. I'm not, I'm not messing around with that stuff. In fact, I'm not messing around with anything. But even Miss Robin, even Miss Robin last night, Put her hands together when she saw the lovely Mitzi come. How many women do you know that are late 20s? I'm, I'm, I'm putting her in the 25 to 30 range, if I can guess. Yeah, I think that's fair. How many 25 to 30-year-olds do you know by the name of Mitzi? Mitzi. No, she didn't rub my hairy legs. 
I didn't get to, I do have hairy legs because I'm Italian. She didn't go all Joe Biden on me where she rubbed my hairy legs and the ones that turn blonde in the summer when I'm out in the sun. And people are like, wow, Tony, you got dark hair. How do you have blonde hair on your legs? It's hairy. Anyway, I digress. That's a bunch of malarkey. But last night, ladies and gentlemen, no, Miss Robin did not touch her sweet ass. Thanks for asking, though. (laughs) And Robin, by the way, did not do one single shot because I wanted to be responsible. I always say don't drink and drive, don't text and drive. Don't Don't you love how Tony wanted to be responsible, so he said as he's taking the shots, oh, you're driving, by the way. No, I did it after the first shot. And then I refused to finish the second shot, which sat there on the desk for over an hour until I had my crab cake and my uh, salad, which was phenomenal, by the way. Caesar salad, a crab cake on top of a Caesar salad, Robin. So once I got the food in me, you know, an hour went by, I had another shot. I had two shots. That was it. Two shots, and I was dumb. But I wasn't drunk. I wasn't tipsy. So then I drove home anyway, despite continuing to recover from major rectal surgery. I wasn't reamed rectally like the Eagles secondary was by Ryan Fitzpatrick on Sunday. But I can assure you, their asses are hurting more today than mine is. Thank God for modern medicine, Robin. It's going to take them a week for the Eagles secondary to recover from that ass reaming, so to speak. Not two shots at the same time. By the way, I hope this story involved from Valley Forge. I hope this story ends Mitzi woke up between Tony and Robin this morning <laughs> wearing nothing but a pearl necklace. Now, come on, Bob. Aww. That is absolutely horrific. How dare you say that stuff? Now, you know, if that were to happen... I would have cleaned up. <laughs> she would have woken up that way. That's just rude. Yes, there was a happy ending. I mean, really. Trevor from the 203. Is TB a better chick magnet than Joe Namath? 215-462-TONY. 215-462-8669. If you, if you, if you shave, when you shave, when you go scruffy, eh, No, nah, I mean, but, you know, even though I was scruffy, I looked like a vagrant. She still dug. She still does. Well, you were you were in rare form last night. You were making everybody laugh, and that's the thing that people don't understand. People that are funny are attractive. Like, look at all the funny like what? Funny like a clown? Funny like? (laughs) Yes, Tony. No, yeah, clowns. No, people that are funny, comedians, and you make people laugh. That attracts people. (laughs) Anyway, you know what? You know what today is, Rob? Yesterday was Cyber Monday, right? Yeah. But last night, we celebrated early because you know what today is? The hashtag today is, right? Giving Tuesday. Oh. Giving Tuesday. Well, if that's the case, then we have a beautiful Amazon wish list that has items on there that I would really, really appreciate. So if there's anybody on there uh, that is in the giving mood for Giving Tuesday... Uh, you can go on to... No, we're not asking people to give us. It's a giving day. You're supposed to give to people. We're people? Yeah, but I'm you're pe- asking people to give to you. That's not how Giving Tuesday uh, works, Robin. Well, damn it. But, uh, you know, there's one song that I think of when I think of Giving Tuesday, Robin. Yeah. Give it to me, baby. I'm Rick James, damn it. 
me give Misty one of those. Mitzi, not Misty. Mitzi, like Mitzi Gaynor. Yeah, I, the only name, the only Mitzi I can think of was Mitzi Gaynor. That's the only one I and can even think of. And even Joe Biden's not old enough to remember her. Data Boy 19. Last night, Tony Bruno was a. Wait. Was what? the Tony Bruno? Was Tony Bruno we all know and love. I'm so glad he's back and that you're feeling better, Tony. I was feeling real. Yes, good. you were. But you know, she made the first advance. Did you see her drape her arm over I, me? Well, that was the funny part. Watching. I was it. wearing the same. I was so excited. I wore the same shirt today. I refused to wash this shirt. The thing is, the thing <laughs> you is, know how people do that when yeah. they meet a celebrity, I'm never, and I'm not a celebrity. I'm, I'm never, never gonna wash my hands off. again. Justin Bieber just peed on me. I'm never gonna <laughs> wash these pants again. That's just gross, Tony. Um, it was funny watching it happen because I saw her walking up, and at first I did. I thought it was one of the waitresses, and then I realized that it wasn't, or it was one that I hadn't recognized before. She was wearing all black, so yeah. and they wear black. And then, um, then when she draped her arm around you, I was still thinking that it was a waitress. And then when she kissed you, I was like, that's not a waitress. <laughs> It wasn't even Susie Colbert. No, it was and Susie. I know Susie Colbert, and I kissed her last year at the Super Bowl, remember? Because Susie and I go way back to ESPN. We worked together on Sports Night on ESPN2, and so we did a lot of shows together. She's from the Philadelphia area up there at Upper, Mary, Upper Dublin, mm-hmm. right near where I lived when I was married. And so I know Susie, so of course I hadn't seen her in a couple of years. Yes. So we see her last year yeah. at the Taste of the NFL uh-huh. in, down in Atlanta, and she sees me, and we, she, we, you know, we exchange hugs and pleasantries. And then I said, Susie, I want to kiss you. And then, of course, she said, gee, Tony, that's the first time anyone's ever <laughs> said that to me. So it was a lot of fun. So anyway, and there's actually a site called Kissing Susie Colbert. There used to be. An, oh, is it? Yeah, it used to be. I don't know if it's still up there. It was a Twitter handle, Kissing Susie Colbert, or a website. Well, Joe Namath admitted that that was one of his most embarrassing moments when he realized he had Yeah, it. no, that's what, that's yeah. what really scared yeah. him straight, to get sober yeah. and get his life back in order. So if there was a, you know, it was is an embarrassing moment for Joe for Joe Namath, one of the greats of all time, but there's no doubt that that moment on national television really reminded him that he had to get mm-hmm. his act together, and he has, thank now, God, because he's um, awesome. R. Fitz G says, uh, seeing you in that sweatshirt, I thought that uh, you slept overnight in it, so he thought you were doing the walk of shame. No, I, that wouldn't be shirt. a walk of shame. That would be a that would be one of those we bad walks, you know, like in the movie. <laughs> So Richard our Fitz G thought maybe you went home with them. I just wanted to leave it to the imagination. Yes. Because nobody knows where we went after the show last night. That's We, we could have done How anything. do you know? Mitzi didn't jump in the Bruno Mobile and make a little side trip. You know what I'm saying? We could have done what uh, a Florida couple did. Is there a Florida update? I will have that later. Should oh, I, beautiful. Should I, or should I do that now? No, no, we got, I can't do that okay. now because I want to put a wrapper on, on last night. Not a wrapper on it, <laughs> although I, I highly recommend putting <laughs> a wrapper on it. If you're going to do that, you better put a wrapper on Wrap it. Wrap <laughs> that rascal. I say so many times to so many people. Don't go out there and be dangerous. Wrap that rascal. But anyway, so also, so we get home and watching the game. No, Mitzi did not come home. Yeah. I can embellish and lie and... That would be a bunch of malarkey or bullshit, as we call it on the show. She was a very sweet young lady. Yeah, she is. Adorable. She could have been the next ex-Tony Bruno wife. She could have been the next. The next one? The next one, Robin. It's a long line. No, no. That's a joke that everybody says because I botched it up. You know, when you meet your your divorce, she could be the next ex-Miss Tony Bruno. You know what I'm saying? 
Robin's not even close to that yet. And we've been together 11 years. But last night, if there was ever a moment, maybe four or five more Crown Royal shots in, there would have been a proposal. I would have been on bended knee. Maybe if right we'd there. been in Vegas, you know, close to one of those little chapels. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if Nitsy's coming to the Redskin game on the bus. That's a good question. But if she wants to come on the bus, I will gladly kick one of the other <laughs> one of the other basically I don't want to insult our listeners because they're great people. One of the other leeches. <clears throat> Can we ah, call them leeches? That would be insulting. How about Stunad? Stunad. I can look it's in. It's insulting, I could, but it sounds nice. I could pick somebody. I could pick, again, I'm joking, obviously. Anybody who obviously listens to the show, comes out to our shows, is on Twitch. These are our core people. They're here with us every day. They don't have to be here. They choose to be here. So we're grateful for everybody that we have. Yes, we do. We but are. when I look at the bus, when I see the people getting on the bus on December 15th at 9 o'clock in the morning at Tollman Joe's in South Philadelphia, we jump right on 95 right there and head down to uh-huh. D.C., I'll be able to tell right away who the miscreants are, who the people that should really not be on the bus, and tell them to get off the bus, Gus. But the first thing I will notice is the person's appearance, their cleanliness, although I wasn't really very cleanly last night, but hey, I'm, <laughs> it's my show. I would say to them right away, You're a crumb creep coward. Get off the bus, Gus. You are a lush, I can tell by looking at you. Exactly right. As long as you smell nice. I'll be cleaned up. I will clean up for this one. And you didn't eat any, like, uh, Brussels sprouts, onions, or beans. Exactly. The night before. I refused. (laughs) I refused to be around anyone. If I get on an airplane and somebody opens up a sandwich with onions in it, I literally want to open up the emergency, or eggs, or tuna fish. You get on an airplane or an enclosed vehicle anywhere near me. Tuna fish. With raw onions. Raw onions. Deviled eggs or tuna, I will open the emergency exit door and either push you out or I will jump out without a parachute. It's true. It's true. Tony, it was so funny. We were we were flying cross country, and there was a family, mom, dad, and three kids. Sitting right behind us. Right behind us. Take off, and the little kids say, I'm hungry. And uh, mom says, okay, hang on. I have sandwiches. So she takes out. She had tuna fish sandwiches and hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> Tony oh, man. I thought Tony was going to die. I was, seriously. I, I, again, you can eat whatever you want. But if you're in a conclo- enclosed area, like if you're on the bus, we're going to provide food. Yeah. You're going to have bright Carson burgers. Yeah, the Carson bison burgers. Bison burgers provided for you. We're going to have alcoholic beverages, beer, soft drinks, water. But nobody bringing any damn tuna fish sandwiches, nobody bringing any egg salad sandwiches, and nobody bringing any onions and, 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 and liverwurst sandwiches. You have raw onions anywhere near me, you will not be on the bus. Let me give you that warning right now, and let me repeat this again so that I can make myself perfectly clear. You think you're going to brown bag it and have one of those brown bags that has the oil stains on the bottom because you got tuna oil in there, and you got onion, and you got deviled eggs, and all of that other garbage. I mean, you can like it, but there's something about that. You bring in, like, microwaved fish. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Oh, man. That bus is stopping right then and there. And either I get out, or you get out. 
And uh, guess which one? I'm not asking like. for much. I'm not asking for much here. I mean, come on. So anyway, am I being wrong here, Robin? No, no, no. But you gotta have of ground class, rules. It's like again, why you don't smoke in a, in buildings anymore. I have how many seats, Tony? How many seats do I still have to give away? Uh, let me see. One. How many shots did I do last night? Uh, two. How many seats do we have for our Twitch followers? Yeah, and right. that includes the tickets to the game, by the way. Yes, so, you get tickets yeah. to the game. You sit. We all sit together as one. This could be a preview. This could be the game that decides the NFC Eastern Division Championship. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Washington Redskins are still alive with a chance to win the NFC Eastern Division. Does it get any bigger than this? People were ridiculing this bus trip a couple of weeks ago. I said, who wants to go to Washington in December? Even Congress doesn't want to be there. They go to the hell home for Christmas. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Will there be dessert on the bus? No big jar of pickled eggs for anybody. Nobody's bringing pickled eggs. What's the matter, Rob? You have a a, a cactus face on. I do? And... Cactus is okay. Cactus. There is. <laughs> it fits perfectly, too. Look. Well, that's the whole point. That's how these masks work. I like that. And um, my prickly pear or my uh, a gigantic. Uh, I have to apologize. Blind Mike just called and he wanted to say something, but I hadn't officially opened up the lines yet. So not affi- they have to be officially open. They have to be officially open. And you have to have a topic at the time that we're talking. So um, we're, we were going to get. Oh, Yes. So we you come home and watch the game. Watch, come home and watch the game. And, and it was very entertaining. And yes. it was a fun game to watch. And I picked uh, Seattle. And a lot of people picked the Vikings. And the Vikings played their asses up. I mean, they I, did. I thought they were going to win. I thought early in the game they were dominant. They were running the football. And then, of course, uh, you know, their running back gets hurt. But, but you know what? People are ripping Kirk Cousins. And his own teammates were ripping him earlier in the year. The guy's playing great. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is playing great. You know me, I'm not a Viking fan. Uh, I'm not a Seattle Seahawks fan. I like to watch really good players play really good. And that was a great game last night. And Russell Wilson and, you know, the Seattle defense, we saw it here against the Eagles. They were here, and the Eagles had a chance to beat them because they're not the same dominant defense. But they played really well and got a win and got out of there. And so a lot of people, and I pointed out, Seahawks not dominant at home, 3-2, and two, now 4-2 and two at home, but they're 6-0 and oh on the road. So they're not invincible at home anymore, but they're still damn good, and especially with Russell Wilson. The guy's a magician. So anyway, so during when we get home to watch the uh, that second half of the game, they, had, they scored a, t- a beautiful touchdown bomb on a play where obviously it was just a perfectly thrown football by Russell Wilson, majestically oh, sailing through the sky. And so the wide receivers, because a lot of these dances, like when the Eagles get a defensive stop or they get a turnover late in the game where they're losing big, I don't want to see the players run into the end zone and do some posing. You're losing the damn game. But when you get a Bomberuski and the wide receivers put together, an, and I got to give love to my boy OB from NJ, OB from New Jersey, one of our followers on Twitter, great guy. We've had a chance to meet him many, many times at different remotes. So he took time, and it's only like 13 seconds. But last night when I saw this, I'm saying, what dance are they doing? This is the Seattle Seahawks receiving core. And then Russell Wilson comes in very at the very end because he had to run all the way down the field because that's yeah, where yeah. he threw it from. These guys were already in the end zone, and this is the best song that you could possibly put when you're whipping something up together last minute. My boy OB from NJ, 
That would be New Jersey. Put this little piece together, and it goes something like this. <laughs> and you know I love me that kind of stuff. That is awesome. That is so awesome. That was well choreographed, too. It was. That's better than The Voice or any of those other crappy shows you they think pro- you can dance. They rehearsed dance. that. They rehearsed that. And I don't have any problem with these kind of celebrations. No, because that was organic. I mean, even though they obviously rehearsed they it, they rehearsed had no music it. playing either, but, by the way. But the other thing that's that I like about this is that it's not taunting the other exactly. team. Exactly. It's, it's just it's celebrating, and it's funny, and it's cute. It's not being overly... That's like, just some smooth moves there, too. I should I have did. done that last night. You know, do the cross hand. Yeah. I could probably learn that routine in five, ten minutes. But that's a great job by David Moore and the rest of the gang. Good stuff, man. Paula Abdul was not there last night. But that song is a panty dropper, Robin. From back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Come on. What's the matter with you, Robin? Wouldn't, wouldn't it be better if a woman decides what a panty dropper is? Women usually request that song. Okay. What's the matter with that you, That would not Robin? be one of my requests. I hate to do it. You know what your problem is, Robin? I don't have enough panty droppers. Nope. <laughs> You're too damn white. That's a, No, there are many other songs that I like that are... You like all that crappy white man music. That's, a, that's some, as my good friend, Thirst for a Non-White Quarterback, who follows us on Twitter, says, that's some white folk shit right wrong. there all day I long. I like right? that song. It's just not a panty dropper for me. You, and and you can't you can't make somebody. I'm not saying you must. You automatically take your panties off when you hear that song. I'm just saying that era of music was all smoothed out to the R and B. Like Barry tip. White, almost all of Barry White's songs. I mean, hello. No, the, the really up tempo none. Now, let's Barry White had some smooth, but his up tempo stuff is not panty dropping music. No, it's got to have a certain yes. beat to it. Well, but the, his voice, his voice quality, like he could just. Be reading the phone book. You know what though? You know, you, did you hear what Russell Wilson said in the end zone after he finally got in when no, the celebration was, was over? He looked around and he said, hey, "Where are the white women at?" They're all over in Seattle. I mean, you look at the crowd in Seattle. It ain't nothing but white women and white dudes. You know what I'm saying? I have so much stuff going on here on all these different screens. <laughs> You know, I'm the same way. <clears throat> Eagles are losing 17-3, to and they get a turnover, and the whole defense runs into the end zone and flexes. You're losing the damn game. Yeah. And then what do they do the next week? They go out and get absolutely sodomized by the Miami Dolphins and Ryan Fitzpatrick. So don't do those stupid dances the week before when you lost, when you were up, and then go out the next week and get absolutely pantsed. You want to talk about panty-dropping? The Eagles' defensive backs' panties were dropped with regularity, alacrity, and impunity. Now, they were told to bend over. Wow. Even when I bent over for surgery, I didn't feel the kind of reaming that the Eagles' secondary got handed to them. That's getting your ass handed to yourself. That's getting your bust butt yeah. reamed. And, and all the no other things you can think of. when that is happening to you and your team, should you be celebrating something? We want to clarify that and really pound it into people's heads. Pound it. Pound it. Pound it. Pound it. Pound it. When you are getting pounded, do not celebrate in the end zone or on the sidelines. Exactly right. 
Don't get your backfield in motion, suckers. I'm going to have to penalize you. You remember that song, Robin? No. You don't remember backfield in motion? No. See, you're so white, Robin. This maybe, once again proves. Maybe I do know it. I just don't know that that's the title because, you know. I got to give you another one of those. Uh, Sometimes I know songs that I don't know I know. That was from Mel and Tim. How about that poll? Mel and Tim. What? I don't know whatever happened to them. I think they opened a diner. Backfield in motion. Come on, Robin. It was one of the worst songs ever recorded. But it was the only football song that I can so think that had anal references in it. Obviously, this is if it's the worst song ever recorded, and I should know it. Somehow. No, it was a big hit back in the day. Okay. I mean, it's not going back like to 1920. Joe Quill says, I know it. Well, good for you. Let me play a little Mel and Tim for you right here, ladies and gentlemen, as we continue on the with the best music that's not Christmas music of any sports show on the planet. Here we go. Crank it up, Robin. Oh, I remember this song. I'm going to have to penalize you, baby. Not Neil and Bob. No, they had a different version. You got it, Robin, Neil and Bob. Speaking of Neil and Bob. <laughs> they were not at no. the uh, Landmark Americana last night. <laughs> Tony and I watched one of the most hey, don't irreverent, this out yet, Rob. irreverent movies ever that would never be able to make it. And it was only 10 years I know, ago. No, it was only 10 years ago. The Onion movie. The Onion movie, yes. And what we made. What they made are me kind think, of onions I can tolerate, yeah. not the raw ones. What made me sandwich. think of it is that they play, there's, a in, there's a character in the movie that is like a Britney Spears singer. Um, and she's supposed to be all innocent. And, no, it's a phenomenal and she, movie. She sings these songs that are, sound almost exactly like a Britney Spears song. If you haven't seen it, it's actually on cable <laughs> oh now. God. It's on cable. And I remember it because when it first came out, The Onion was the big thing, the parody site The Onion. And they had a news anchor who was an old dude, but he yeah. read like these really ridiculous stories, but he did it in a real journalistic yes. fashion. And they did this movie. And I'm telling you, we talk about Mel Brooks back in the 70s Boy. and 80s. This was 2009. The Onion movie came out. And I'm serious, Rob. We're watching. I'm saying there is no way that that movie could be made no. today. That's no. how far we've regressed and progressed as a society. We're a movie based on a parody website that mocks pretty much everything. The Babylon Bee is my new go-to site uh -huh. yeah. because they're also a parody account, and they're very, very funny. So I love that stuff. Unfortunately, a lot of this stuff goes over people's heads. They think it's real. It's they don't crazy. get it. They don't know the difference. Like, for example, Snopes, which used to be the, the fact-checking fact site, the go-to fact-checking site. <clears throat> Snopes is so far over the edge of batshit crazy right now that when Babylon B started posting their parodies of everything, religious, political, no matter what, their brilliant writing, and they don't only just put the headline up, they actually write a story that goes along with the headline. Because it's, it's, it's easy to pick up headlines, but then you have to have a writer write the entire story underneath it. That's why the Babylon Bee, to me, has moved way ahead of the onion when you're looking for parody and funny stuff on the Internet. And so the Onion movie was in the height of the onion back in 2009. And it is absolutely, it's well produced, too. It's not some little crappy B movie. I mean, it wasn't a blockbuster, but the production value is really good. I mean, it's really, it's really funny. I recommend very, you see very it. Very, very irreverent. If you're not a really uptight loser who can't take a joke and is offended by every single thing that you see, I do not recommend this movie. But if you haven't, 
It's really, really good. Not green onions. Yeah, it's available. Where did we watch it? it Netflix. I, I, I it was, no, it wasn't on Netflix. I don't watch Netflix. I just pay eighteen dollars a month and never watch well, it. Well, wherever it was, it was. It was free either on, on Showtime yeah, or Cinemax it, or HBO. It was on or demand. So. The movie channel. No, it's on. It's on cable. It's on. It's on. Yeah, not it's basic on demand, cable. But it's available because I don't watch movies. I'm not watching any movie on basic cable because I'm not going to spend three hours watching a one and a half hour movie because they break for commercials. I can't watch movies on right. When I see a movie on CBS or TNT or TBS or any of these channels, FX, I'm not watching them. And I'm not going to tape them and then try to fast forward during the commercials. All this stuff's available on demand. So for all you television companies out there, networks, I know you have to make money, and you're going to put an hour and a half movie on and then make it go three hours? Uh Uh-uh. You get out of my face with that crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Robin does that. She watches movies on regular TV that take three hours. I don't even watch three hours, three hour movies this is how that I are do- run straight through for three hours. That's because I multitask. So while I'm watching so stars, the movie, I am either reading a book or I'm I'm playing a game or whatever. So during the commercials, then I can concentrate fully on the secondary thing that I'm doing. It's on stars, so I would recommend it. It's really funny. Again, it may not be. It's not for everyone. It's like this show. This show really should be for everyone because we speak about everyone yes. and for everyone and with everyone. Every now and then we tread that line. We and better tread you- that line. <laughs> no, we're not trying to go over the edge or be you know, no. oh, really woke and trendy and hip and say bad words on the air and try to do funny shit. And we shit. don't try to get people riled up because no. a lot of shows do that because they want to get people angry because they know that that will drive people to participate and call and do all that. No, we don't like that. Exactly. Meanwhile. We want to make people happy. We got a lot of stuff to get to today, Robin. And we're already an hour into the broadcast. It is Just flew right by. But we got all kinds of stuff today. We've got a She Got Rammed update today. There's a lot of ram talking going on. her. No, not this kind of ramming. Oh, no? Okay. We'll have a She Got Rammed in Arizona update. Now, you know, I knew a couple of women in Arizona, and they like to get rammed sometimes, depending on whether you're in Scottsdale or- If you're in the high desert, maybe up in Flagstaff or Sedona. But we'll have an Arizona update. Okay. We'll have a French fry shortage update. Did you see this story, Robin? There's a French fry shortage. Wouldn't that be a potato shortage? Yes. This is the great potato famine of 2019. Yes, it has nothing to do with climate change, I don't think, until somebody makes it about it. There was, it's a big story. This is not, this isn't some fringe story. How are people making $5 an hour going to be able to work and say, would you like fries with that, when there are no fries? Because there was a problem this summer, Robin. You know that guy that drives on the commercials for the Idaho potato guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, cha- he's chasing that tractor trailer, which has Idaho potatoes. And Idaho, I ain't no ho, but Idaho potatoes are definitely the best potatoes in the world. I mean, that's where more potatoes are grown. What do you mean? What are you making a face? I like Idaho potatoes, but it depends on what you're serving. Like, for baked potatoes, Idaho potatoes are the best. No, they, but they have all different, not just russets. They, make, they grow all kinds of potatoes. Do they grow the golden ones? Yes. That's why Idaho is the potato country. Okay. What's the matter with you, Robin? If they grow the golden potatoes. You potato- need to get out. You need to get in the heartland of America. You're one of these typical East Coast, West Coast snobs. Who doesn't understand that the fruited plain out there, there are people digging dirt to get those damn potatoes that you want to grot in A. You want to make sure you have that nice. I, Listen, I, I not, love potatoes. I've been to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. 
I've been there multiple times. So don't you tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. But you're ripping Idaho right I'm away not. when I said Idaho is the number one potato producer in the world. I, no, that's not, mm, I, that's not what I ripped them on. I, and I did, wasn't even ripping them. I was just saying that they don't have the best potatoes, per se. But that was before I knew that they also grew something other than the You need russet. to do some damn research on before you. You never see me rip something that I don't understand, Robin. <laughs> okay. We'll go I've with been that. to Idaho, too. You've been to Cartelaine? Yes. Have you been to Iowa? No. Have you been to Ohio? No. Have you been to Kansas? No. I know you saw them in concert a couple times yes, when you were growing up. Fantastic. <laughs> You're just dust in the wind, dude. Just dust in the wind, yo. Anyway, so there's a potato shortage because it was a wet summer. And they get all not a cruel mushy. summer. They get no. They the, the growing conditions. I guess it was cold and wet, so it damaged the potato crop. Yeah, the good thing about the good thing about this story. It's like when there's a chicken. You know, when they have to kill a million chickens because of botulism, or you know, chickens regrow. They re- regrow them. So potatoes doesn't mean just because there's a potato problem this year doesn't mean it's going to be the same thing next year. Just like with egg shortages or chicken shortages or any kind of shortage of things that we grow every year. Or corn. Some years the corn isn't as good as the other years. We have breaking political news, Tony Bruno. Kamala Harris has dropped out of the 2020 U.S. presidential race. Shocking. Shocking. Said no one on the planet's surface. Anyway, that was a quickie. That's all we got. I think one of the the biggest uh, signs that that was going to end soon was when one of her major campaign people yeah. basically said that the whole thing was a shit show. I'm paraphrasing. May be good, may and that people weren't getting along. They were treated poorly. And then when nobody's sending you money, which is what you need to run for president. See, we don't ask you for $5 and then we're going to fade away. These people are all asking. Again, it's all politicians of any party. All of these people, 20, however many there are. I didn't know there was a guy, Joe Sestak, who was a former congressman in the city in Pennsylvania, he, he just dropped out of the race yeah, yesterday. There was, a, there was a, a Montana governor who dropped out of the race. I was like, I didn't even know he was in it. But here we, here we are in Pennsylvania. I'm pretty up to date on who the congressmen are, the senators in this state, representatives. Joe Sestak was a former congressman in Pennsylvania, and he announced yesterday he was dropping out of the presidential race. And I, like many other people, probably 99.9% of the people in Pennsylvania said, Joe Sestak was running for president? Or the other people would say, who the hell's Joe Sestak? No, he's not a guy who does weekends at 97.5. That's a different guy. Now, we have somebody on here now that calls themselves RP76 Falcon. Any relation to... uh, S. Falcon? S. Falcon from Detroit? I don't know. But anyway, he says she's going back to Willie Brown. (laughs) Well, I I went back to Willie Brown every weekend. I used to hang out with him. He did the the Niners post-game live show in San Francisco. Loved Willie Brown. In fact, my buddy Julio Tempesta had an actual on his on his menu Mm -hmm. at his restaurant Umbria in San Francisco had the mayor's special. So he named dishes after people who came in all the time. The mayor's special at Umbria was half eggplant parm and half eggplant parm. Yeah. That's delicious. Phenomenal stuff. Now you're making me hungry, right? I know. Now you're making me hungry. I was not in the grotto with Willie Brown. I was just in San Francisco with the former mayor because I was sitting there with Bill Rowe. We were doing the Raiders postgame show, and then Willie Brown was doing the Niners postgame show from the same studios. 
So we would be we'd see each other pretty much every week in San Francisco there at NBC Sports, which was Comcast Sportsnet California and Comcast Bay Area back in those days. Apparently, we are incorrect though. About Captain what? Russell Haas is saying no, she's not going back to uh, Willie Brown. She's going back to Montel Williams. She's, I thought I she was married. I, I didn't know. No, she's married. Is she? Yes. The Willie Brown thing happened earlier in his, her career when That's she was moving she up the ladder, so to speak. And again, God bless her. But the thing that bothers me about politics is all these people can yell about rich people and money, and then they ask you for their money, and then you send them money, and you can do whatever you want. I'm not telling you what to do. So you can send your money. And then when I say, hey, you know, you can subscribe to the show – for $5 a month or free if you have Amazon Prime, people are like, wait a minute, I'm not paying $5 a month. I'm not paying for that. Yet they're sending hundreds of dollars to politicians, dozens of them, who are pissing the money away with no shot. That's the bottom line. You knew these people had no shot. I'm not talking about all of them. They have tons of money anyway. Not really, no. They have tons of money because they take it from somebody else and they yeah. ask people to send them money. And again, you can do whatever you want. But to me, don't waste your money doing that. Put it to good cause. Give it to charity or give it to this show. Because, ladies and gentlemen, on this Giving Tuesday, (laughs) on this Giving Tuesday, before you reach down and send $5 to any of these political candidates, whether it's a Democrat or Republican or an Independent or anybody who's asking you for money, those people who call you and send you emails, all the time. I'm not talking about legitimate charities that do good stuff that help people every single day. I'm talking about slimeball politicians who rely on your donations to go out there and piss money away. Trust me, I don't hate any of these people, but you if you gave money to Kamala Harris or Beto O'Rourke or Bill Weld or any of these other people, knowing that they have, I have as much shot ch- ch- at being president as most of these candidates do. It's just a fact, and I don't want to run for a political office. Give it to me, and then so, so Mitzi and I can buy a nice bottle of Crown Royal for next Monday night show at Landmark Americana. That's putting a $5 bill to good use. Or throw it in the tip jar here on our Twitch channel. You know, we're like those people on the Santa Monica 3rd Street Promenade. They're outperforming. People are walking by, shopping, and you say, you know, hey, that's pretty good right there. You, you're good. And how many times have we walked up and down the Third Street Promenade, Robin, in, in Santa Monica, California? It was almost daily for And us. seen some amazingly talented people. And a lot of those people get noticed because the producers of The Tonight Show, they're all walking around. And a lot of people got discovered there. So we're like on the, uh, on the world of Twitch, which is new into the whole sports show portions of the program. Twitch is mostly a gaming site. There's a lot of content on there. And so we're part of the content now. And the way we stay content, and I don't want to make this like this PBS thing where we're going to have to beg. We're not begging. I'm just saying if you watch the show and you know the show and a lot of people subscribe every month, it's free with Twitch Prime. Who else is going to pay you to listen to a show? And then we work with tips on tips because everybody in the club gets tips. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, that was my don't waste your money on political candidates. Wasted Waste on it us. on this show, baby. <laughs> we'll put it to good use, and, I can assure you. And don't forget the Amazon wish list. Uh, there's a lot of uh, sales going on right now. Don't know what's it, but we do have. Do we have a Black Friday and a Cyber Monday sale? 
I, whatever. I had some but friends have, ask me yesterday. We have a fantastic Amazon wish list on our info page on Twitch. What's on there, Robin? Forward slash Tony Bruno Show, and it has various items of that that would help, help make the show better. Um, help make us better. <laughs> Any wine on there? We need some wine. We're re- oh, dangerously we low dangerously on our wine low, supply. I know. How can this show, which has absolutely been the go-to show for the promotion, consumption, and education of people around this country and around the world, be in a position where wineries and wine companies but we haven't are been doing not the knocking night. our doors down with, with Jeroboam's and breaking it across our front door saying, I need to have my wine poured on the Tony Bruno. It's probably why we haven't done a lot of Red Wine Friday shows. Because our, our oh. we are like those people in a bunker, a doomsday bunker, where we're running dangerously low on provisions. Well, Bill Gladney sent us that one, the... Um if you see K, if you see K, and it's a really quality it's wine, a very very good quality wine. But he said that they were sold out when he was out. They're sold out. Yeah. So if you're a wine, now we used to have Michael and David, great company. We we drink Michael and David wine. We still love it. We still buy it. But they were they weren't really ever a sponsor. Well, they did our Super Bowl shows a couple right. of years, but for the most part, the the guys who ran it. Our good by Paul Munoz, the guy who was the marketing guy, he used to listen to our show and he in, loves, in the Bay I mean, Area. He was a fan for probably 20 years. Yep. And, and so we, and then we would do shows when we were down in California. We would do shows at the Silverado Country Club Winery, the Silverado Winery. Remember how many shows did we do on Friday nights at different wineries, sampling the price? And then we would do a show at a winery, and then people from other wineries would show up and give us samples. Now, I'm not looking for free stuff. But you know how it works here. You know, we taste it on the air. We tell you whether we like it or not. And not because we don't say we like it because it's free. But that's what that's called quid pro quo. And I'm not going to get impeached over this. And please don't bring any peach brandy or peach flavored wines. I'm not into that stuff. You like those peach flavored and all those no. other kind of rock and rye? You know, anything that's like all those wines that are too sweet. So, I mean, we may not be able to do another Friday night show. Unless we have an emergency shipment of wine sent to us, preferably from the uh, Lodi region, preferably from Cal. Listen, I love all wines. Italian wines, California wines are absolutely phenomenal. Maybe the best wines on earth are from California, Robin. Yes. I believe so. I would not disagree with that. And then, of course, you know, there's a lot of local. There's Pennsylvania wine. There's Jersey wine. Every state now has wines available. Wineries everywhere. But then there are the great wineries are the ones, you know, that you have to taste to find out. People fall in love with wines. Like down in Virginia, there's wineries. In Pennsylvania, there's wineries. In New Jersey. Mm -hmm. In Arizona, we were in Arizona, there's wineries in the desert. And you're thinking, how the hell can they grow grapes out here? But there's a couple of areas. M. Johns Who says, I can send some two-buck chuck, which is not two bucks No, they're not even two-buck anymore. No, I think they're up to four or five-buck chuck. You know what happened? People were buying it to use for cooking. And then they realized it was it's really good. good. Yeah. And so they went and started buying cases of it to use as table wine at home. I guess. And then the people at Charles, Two Buck Chuck. Trader Joe's. Well, it wasn't really too. The, the, the winemaker, I think it was Charles Krug, one of those companies that made it for them. That's why it was called Two Buck Chuck. I think so, yeah. And so then people got wind of it, and they said, $2 for a bottle of wine? I'll use it for cooking. And then, as the old galloping gourmet used to do, remember when he would drink wine while he was cooking on TV back in the day before all the before every chef now was a celebrity. He had that show. Graham Kerr was his name. 
Remember him, the British guy, Robin? Graham Kerr. Not Steve Kerr. I remember Not him. Not Tim Kerr, the former flyer grip. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And not Tim Curry. No, it's got to be Kerr, Robin. It's got to be Kerr. What's the matter with you? And Justin Wilson, he was the Cajun chef, though. And he was always drinking wine. But Graham Kerr was the original. He was the first television celebrity chef. And he did a cooking show. Can you look him up, Robin? You remember this. I do. British I dude. I and he'd see, you know, have a kitchen set. Not a bad one, you know, like the ones we have in South Philly, you know, with the uh, chrome around them and all that stuff. And he would do a show, Graham Kerr, and it was a midday show back in the day. And everybody loved him. Is he still alive? The Galloping Gourmet. He's 85 years old now. Lives in London still. And back in the 70s. I mean, talking about the Uh 60s and 70s, this guy was known as the Galloping Gourmet. This is an old school one. Yeah, let's play a little clip of this. This guy's phenomenal. Let me play the old school one, which is funnier than the new school Listen, I love all like like I love Lydia Bastianich. I love watching cooking shows, but like I don't put on the Food Network because it's now just they're all game shows now. The old school just cook and have some fun shows are over. Now it's like oh cookie dough and oh no every chef's got to have a competition and they fight to the death and all that other stuff. I get it; it's entertainment. This is the avocado Frenchman's Cove, and even the uh, the font is old school. It's like 1970s. Give me a, give me a taste. Here's Grant Kerr. He walks onto the set with a glass. You see that? It's a chalice. Oh, look at the scarf around his neck and the big Great long look. lapels. Thank you. Right. Now, thank you very much. Peace. No, no, you're very sweet. Thank you. Thank you. There's something I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> Just waiting for a cue from my uh, studio director who's going to make a... Uh, uh, a cue to me for the thing that I'm going to talk to you about. <laughs> Coconut, eh? <laughs> uh, uh. That is like our show, Tony. Yes. <laughs> Angel. <laughs> now you want to? I <laughs> we we had something going here. Just no, it's, it's just a. Is all right? It's fine, fine. Um, it was just a coconut. <laughs> Uh, because I wanted to mention to you that I had some coconut juice mixed with champagne, about 50-50. Um, I do recommend it to you, especially fresh green coconuts, because it goes straight to your heart. And apparently, as they say in Jamaica, it cleans the heart, and people are very, very fit and very healthy there. All right, that's enough. That, the point is, this guy was, this guy was 1969 in the 70s, was a superstar. You can see it. The guy had fun. He would cook meals. He would always drink wine. And he was – Gabe Kapler, I don't even think, was born before this guy was using, using coconut oil and coconut milk in drinks. You talk about way ahead of his time, the great galloping gourmet. Let's put your hands together, ladies and gentlemen. I know. It's funny because I know who he is. I've seen, but I always saw the older, and I think he toned it down a little bit when, as he got older. Yeah, because he had to come onto the scene and make a yeah. splash. You know, and, and housewives sitting at home at noon watching the show, and people like me watching the show, would say, wow, you know, this guy's funny. And then he would actually, he actually was a chef, and he would always drink wine on the show. And then a lot of people started drinking wine on TV shows. And then we started drinking wine on radio shows, even though you're not supposed to. And as I mentioned, he is still alive. He's 85 years old and living in London. 
But those were great shows back in the day. And, uh, and 91 Sixers, sorry, I had mentioned something that was not the 76ers and, and Ben Simmons last night. And, 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 Mark, and let me give you a little, let me just give you a little taste for all you Sixer fans out there, okay? 76ers last night. Where did I write this down? Oh, they whipped the, the Utah Jazz last night. 103-94. They were up by 100 points. And then, as has been the case, despite being 10-0 at home for your team, your town, your 76ers, undefeated. They basically didn't show up in the fourth quarter, mailed it in, sort of like the Eagles secondary did in Miami. In fact, the 76ers are the worst fourth quarter team in the NBA, statistically. Whoa. They only scored 18 points, but they had such a big lead. You know, the tendency is to relax. You got the game won, and they won on and won it, 103-94, 11 points. Ben Simmons, 46 steals now for the season, best in the NBA. Matisse Thibel, who's good at home, sucks on the road, like a lot of young players who can play well at home, and then when they go on the road, they say, hey, nobody's watching. We're in Indiana. 12 of 16 from three-point land at home for Matisse. Four of 21 on the road. He went from suck to blow, and he played a lot last night. And the Sixers win, and they're great at home, and they're 5-6 and six on the road. But the big story in that game, not only did I just mention Ben Simmons now has 46 steals, which leads the NBA, Matisse Thibel has 29 steals, which is the top rookie number in the NBA so far, even though the guy doesn't play a lot because he put him out on the floor and he stinks it up a lot of times, especially on the road. They should leave him at home and give him, when the Sixers go on the road, they should leave Matisse Thibel at home and then just let him go and, Travel around and look for good restaurants in Philly. The Sixers. By the way, I had to rip the fraud fan last night. This is one of the stories that emerged from that game. Because the game was over. And so some clown in the stadium last night at the Wells Fargo Center sees an empty seat on the court's court row. Because, you know, people, even the people who pay big money to sit at those courtside seats, they see a blowout. They get the hell up, too. They get out. They leave. So apparently somebody who was sitting in the courtside seats, one person left with like three minutes left in the game. And so that open seat, this clown comes down and somehow walks onto the floor, sits down. And as he's sitting down, you know, the game's going on, and then Donovan Mitchell, who was being guarded by Ben Simmons, got close to it. And then Ingles, Joe Ingles, who's another Aussie, who was playing against Ben Simmons, both Aussie guys know each other well. And then there was a little pushing and shoving, and then this fan gets up and starts saying stuff to Donovan Mitchell who's a superstar player for the Utah Jazz if you're scoring at home. And if you're not, you don't care, much like most people don't right now. But the Sixers are great at home. And so this fan is getting up and saying stuff. Now, from what I've read on the different accounts, he wasn't using any racial slurs. You know, he was saying some personal stupid stuff. Again, this is from the accounts of the people there. Even the fans around him who actually paid money to sit in courtside seats while this schmo comes down and sits in courtside $1,000 seats, even they were pissed off at him. So they finally bring the security guards over, and the guy is, you know, he gets up. He doesn't struggle. He's not yelling at people. They walked him out of the building. There's your highlight. I didn't say Donovan Mitchell was from Australia. He's from upstate New York, Brewster. Some guy comes down. A lot of people do this at games. You know, it's, a, it's not a sellout. Sixers obviously are selling out well. I mean, they're, they're, they don't have a problem putting people in the seats anymore. They're good. But you go to another game where there's a lot of empty seats, like at the Phillies games. 
people buy cheap seats, sit all the way at top, and then as the game progresses, they work their way down and sit in other seats. And a lot of teams welcome this. You know, hey, the lower level's empty. You're sitting way up there. You paid to get in, so move down. They're not saying sit behind the dugout or sit right there along right. the, you know, right behind home plate. You move down in the better seats. That's what happens. But this clown, and so that's what happens when you got losers. This guy's a loser. Again, did he fight anybody? Did he? No, but now everybody's going to see the clip of this guy being escorted out of the Wells Fargo Center in the final minute and 44 seconds of a game that was over so he could yap at Donovan Mitchell. Not what kind cool. of moron does that? Seriously. Not Again, cool. it could have been an ugly scene. You know, we've seen fans misbehaving and saying really horrific, nasty stuff to players. You know, playing the race card, doing family stuff. You know, players, players are used to having people. That's why, that's why the players make a lot of money. Those people sitting courtside are paying yeah, $1,000 yeah, yeah. and more for those seats. Oh, more. And probably. most of them, because they make a lot of money, they sit there. They're not going there to, to give the players crap. They're going there because they want to watch the game and see these guys because they love the NBA. Speaking of giving us crap, I have opened up the phone lines. So if you'd like to give us a call, you can call with comments, questions, rants, give us crap, whatever you want to do at 215-462-TONY. That's 215-462-8669. And, Tony, I have one call on hold. Let's go to the phones, Robin. It's about time we open it up. By the way, we still have so much good stuff ahead today, too. We'll have a back that grass up update, and we'll have a she got rammed in Arizona, plus a Peloton update that you don't want to miss, all coming up today on the program. Let's go to the phones. Who do we have on the line right now? Somebody that gives us crap all the time. Uh, That could be everybody on Twitch. (laughs) It's your favorite crap giver. That dirty, rotten bastard, Dean in Clearwater. Hello? Oh, that oh. would help if I actually... Damn it, Robin, what's the matter with you? Sorry, Dean. Now you can give me... You, you can uh, give me crap for reason. I had you on hold. Hello? I was, a, I was, a, I was three sentences in before you re- I realized that I didn't put me on. <laughs> That's all right. You're used to talking to yourself anyway when you were not around. Before you went on that diatribe about your Sixers and their fans, you were talking about wine. Um, you know, Tony, you, you know, you, you were talking about California wines, and I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, we both, you know, we agree that, you know, wines from both sides of the pond are, are good. I mean, you Yeah, the French wines are different. good. There's some Italian wines. Right. No. You, right. You, you would expect, some, you know, a Bordeaux wine. that would be a little bit different than a Napa. But, I mean, California wines, they're more fruit-forward. I mean, because, you know, over in France, England, Australia, Germany, they struggle to grow a harvest, a, a ripe grape, where in California you can. Yeah, you got to have the so right climate. For example, I told I mentioned this earlier. When Robin and I were on one of our many trips to Arizona to visit her family, and we loved going there all the time anyway, we saw a winery in the middle of the desert. And I said, how the hell can they grow grapes in Arizona in that climate? But there's some valleys in Arizona where the temperature is very similar to the Mediterranean uh, which California has, you know, cool nights, warm days, yep. you know, and the proper amount. Obviously, they need to de- nav- they need to irrigate more in Arizona. But we tried some of the Arizona wines, and they weren't they weren't horrific. They were decent, and you would never think that of all places in Arizona, one of the most arid climates in this country. Well, there was a there's a valley right right, up and there. that's where they have the Mediterranean right. similar conditions. That's what you need to grow great grapes and make great wine. 
Was it oh, the, yeah. it, I think it, it was the old Vines that, Inns that were doing really well there, right? Yeah, they obviously they have to bring in the grapes. They're not native to Arizona. No, no. No, but, it, it, Tony, it used to be also like, the, they were snobs over in England and Italy to us. Like, there was a, they, they had a wine competition yearly, and everybody over there would always say, wines from California are garbage I'm from America. And so then these people actually, it was a note, you showed no label, and so they brought some California wines over to this blind tasting over there and with all the fine wines from Italy, yep. and, you know, in France and everywhere. And the California wines on the blind taste test won, and that's what finally put them on the map. No, you're absolutely right. And that's why, you know, that, that's why when you see the birthplace of wine in California, there was a, it was a, compl- it was a, it was a, a, a collaboration between the man right. who started, mm-hmm. who has his own statue, Robert Mondavi. Robert Mondavi obviously has Italian roots, but he went over to France and he went over to Europe and he visited all the different wineries and he and the Rothschilds actually collaborated. That's why they have that great wine, which I think is overpriced and overrated, but because it's such an important thing when you have the tasting. You went and had a tasting there at the Mondavi yes, at the Mondavi yep. collaboration. And what's that wine called again now, Robin? From the it, it's the, got its own winery. The Opus? Opus. Yeah. Opus one. Opus One. Opus One, a magnificent property, a magnificent, it looks like a castle. It's just a gorgeous property. All the olives, when you go in, line the sides. It's just perfectly manicured. Restaurants, food. I mean, it's top notch. But you go down and you get a tasting of Opus One, and they charge you 25 bucks for a squirt. Now, of course, Tony Bruno being (laughs) Tony Bruno and being invited by Mr. Mondavi himself back in the day, I went downstairs and got the drink as much as you'd want of the damn wine. You all right, Robin's got a headache, little headache thing going on here? I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. So anyway, no, that, listen, wine tasting is phenomenal. It, it's like cigars. See, in this country, for a lot of people, the cigar craze got crazy, and then everybody was smoking cigars. Yeah. And then you see what happens. Eventually, all the Johnny-come-latelys, yeah, I'm going to light up a cigar, they, they stop. They don't do it anymore. And then the hardcore diehards always do it. Same thing with wine. I mean, I think wine has become more popular and people are drinking it more than they used to when they sample it and decide they like it or not. But wines, I think, keep, continue to grow, wine consumption. Like cigars, you know, vaping, all of these other things that are trendy and really popular, I don't think they'll stand the test of time. You know what I'm saying? Because they're, they're really hot and trendy at, at the moment, but then well, we find out more wine, stuff about it. It makes your food taste better. It's, it's, it's part of a really, really good meal. Whereas a cigar just stinks. No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, well, this, well, actually, Rob, you know, when you talk about that, wines in California, unlike the European, a lot of the European wines, aren't enjoyable without food. Everything's enjoyable to me, Don, Dean. <laughs> Everything? Everything. Everything. That's beautiful. Even, even ass surgery, that's enjoyable. No, that's not enjoyable, but with a good glass of wine afterwards Whoa. when you're coming out of the <laughs> massive amounts of propofol and all the wine other... Wine makes everything better. It makes, it makes when you're coming down from the three, third time of massive uh, amounts of, of anesthesia, <laughs> it, it, it sort of takes the edge off. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, listen, there's one other thing I wanted to say while I was on here, too, because uh, I want to give out a shout-out to Bearcat AJ who bet me on the Eagles-Patriots game, 50 bucks, and he actually paid off. I got it in the mail. So props to you, AJ. 
but you should know better than the mess of the world's greatest handicapper. I'll give you the world's greatest handicapper right here, pal. You better enjoy this Patriot run because it's coming to an end, my friend. And you know I love Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. It's over. ESPN and Fox and everywhere they're telling Brady's been dead for five years. When's it going to end? You think it's going to end this year, Tony? As sorry as they played the other night against Houston, they were one score away from winning that free I know they were, but the problem is scoring. It's like watching the Eagles offense now. It's no longer easy. I mean, Gronkowski retiring really hurts them. Edelman, he's got three guys that he can rely on. It's like the Eagles. They have no guys they can rely on. Zach Ertz used to be that guy until he started dropping touchdown passes. But you look Tony, at you, you look at Brady. This playoff start. How many weeks to the playoffs? The Patriots are going to get this shit right. In the they will the not. Let me make a bet with you right Miami. now. Let's make a bet right now. The New what England Patriots okay, are not going to the here. Super Bowl. Uh, the soup. Let me tell you right now. The New England Patriots will not represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. That is a stone cold, Market. guaranteed, mortal lock. No shot. They got no shot of going through Baltimore okay, well, and winning the stinking getting to the Super Bowl. Okay, what makes you nervous? Nothing makes me nervous. I see Tom Brady is I'm not comfortable. I'm talking about wager amount. You said I'll bet you. What I'll you bet you. What you name. You nervous? This is a name your price. I feel this is like Priceline.com, except I'm not the what's his name or the chick that does those annoying commercials. You so name you the price. Five bucks. You want to go five hundred. You want to go a grand. How confident are you? Let's I'm go you right now. The Patriots will come out of the East. Let's go one hundred billion dollars. Put it on uh, put it on Elizabeth Warren, your Massachusetts honey. Put it on her tab. I'll put it on her tab, your girl Lizzie up there. How about a how about a case of wine? How about a case of wine? Let's do that. A case, a sample case of Michael and David wines is the bet right now. A case will mix in some earthquakes, a gluttony, we'll put in a seven deadly. But we want to They keep, don't make the gluttony anymore, Tony. We'll put a ra- couple raptures in there. We'll put in some lusts in there. You actually so get to pick. Bet. You get to go onto the site, michaeldavidwinery.com, and you can pick from their assortment of your favorites. The seven, you know, the seven deadlies aren't even owned by Michael and David anymore, but they have the lust, the gluttony. What are some of the other? We have all the bottles here, Robin. They're all empty now, of course. Not the gluttony. They stopped making the gluttony. Yeah, the gluttony's, the gluttony's gone. gone. The gluttony's gone, but they yeah, still they have. Yeah, they stopped making it. But they have a bunch of, they have ink blot. Oh, they uh, still got a boatload. Absolutely. Yeah. And I drink, I, my refrigerator's got four or five in there right reds. now. Reds. We only want, we're, yeah, we're none of that a, white a stuff. case of well, reds. Well, listen, hold on. Time out, time out. Reds, we don't want. Did you, I'm not sending you shit. The Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. I'm the one who should be telling you no, no white. Listen, the bet is whoever wins the bet decides what they want in their 12-pack of wine. Exactly. So how are you telling me that I can't decide? I don't care what you want because you're not going to get it. Do you understand? You're not going to win this bet. It's over, Dean. It's over. don't want no white. I'm telling you right now, you ain't getting shit. I'm getting a dozen of my favorite fucking Michael David wine, bitch. Okay, so the wager is the Patriots will not make will not be the AFC champions okay. again. That means exactly they are not right. They are not going to the Super Bowl. I'm not even saying they're not going to win the Super Bowl. They're not even going to make the Super Bowl. Rock right. it down right now. December 3rd. Let's mark the tape, Robin. Write it down. December 3rd, 2019, right after 2.30 in the afternoon on a beautiful Wednesday, the New England Patriots... Their run is and the Patriots are done. If their defense wasn't playing its ass off, they would even be five hundred. I know they're ten and two, that's and that's what Tom Brady. The 
It's not the offense. It takes 22 men, Bruno, not 11. It's over. It's not over. The only thing that is over is this conversation. Keep my ice, my wine on cool, please. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get the hell out of here right now. Filthy, rotten, dirty bastard. And that's, that's, that's saying something nice about Dean. I have marked the tape, Tony. You it's always official. say that, and then you don't. You met it. This, this, well, no, this is right this, here. This is one no one will forget. No. I mean, this is when you're talking about a quality case of Michael and David wines yes. from Lodi, California. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Play Action Real said, you just <laughs> triggered all the Patriots fans, Tony. It doesn't take much to trigger Patriot fans, especially Dean. Exactly. Did I mention the Patriots, the Cowboys, uh, Alabama, Duke? Who else lost over the weekend? All the teams that are basically followed. The, I, I mentioned the Lakers, that they lost to Denver, too. But the Lakers, the Patriots, the Cowboys. You can't put the Eagles in the conversation because they're, you know, Eagle fans are all over the country, but they're not, they're not the delusional Johnny-come-lately bandwagon variety that you see with Duke, that you see with the Notre Dames of the world, Alabama, the Lakers, the Patriots. The Cowboys, those are all those teams who have fans that come out of the woodwork like cockroaches at 2 a.m. in a tenement in New York City or North Philadelphia. Speaking of that, today is the day of reckoning on this show for Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney. Again, this isn't about politics or political uh, opinions. This is as a taxpaying member of the city of Philadelphia, a lifelong born Philadelphian, a person who was born here, raised here, and spent most of my life here. We don't have anybody on hold right now, right, Robin? We have. Oh, we do? We do. Well, let's go to the phones, because I want to make sure I get this story out today. And I'm going to send a copy of this to City Hall, to Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney, and another copy to Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner, two of the most corrupt, inept, disgraceful public servants in this city's history. I can go back 66 years in this city's history. So I've seen every one of these mayors and DAs come and go. And I say this every day on Twitter and people get mad at me. I speak the truth. The stats don't lie. And Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney should have, there should be a thousand people around City Hall every single day demanding that this guy and that D.A. Larry Krasner are written out of the city. They should resign and be, they should be taken away in chains. That's how corrupt and inept these two bozos are. And anybody who doesn't think I'm right, or anybody who thinks I have an agenda, I don't. Anybody who disagrees with me, is A, either on the take, either works for this corrupt city, or either is a city employee who doesn't fear getting fired. That's what happens. That's what happens when you are sucking off the teat of the taxpayers of any city or any country. When you are a leech, and then you rely on scaring people with bullshit stuff while totally ignoring the real problems that happen every single day in this city and many other cities. Philadelphia now is right up there with St. Louis, 
Detroit. In fact, there is a list out done by WalletHub.com, and they use three different criteria to determine the least safe cities, cities where you have more natural disaster problems to worry about. The good thing for Philadelphia, it's 15th in the country in the national ranking of places that don't have natural disaster problems right. to right. worry about. So because we're not on a fault line. It gets hurricanes, but it's we're not like California. We're obviously, you'll see the higher marks in places where hurricanes or earthquakes are pretty common. Right. And that's why their insurance rates are higher, and that's why that that factors into the final score of safe of safety. It's not just it's not just safety in your home and in your neighborhoods. It's also do you have enough money put away to take care of your family? So they use those three components. But the one component to me that is the most telling of this that is crime and the ability to feel safe living in your own city. And the list is of how many? 189 cities right. are involved in this survey. So let me, let me, I have the list up on the screen for those of you who are watching twitch.tv Tony Bruno Show. And so we start off number one, the safest, Columbia, Maryland. Okay, so the number right. one safest because it's, co- it's home and community safety ranking. Right. In other words, people in that town have the least amount of crime. Their streets are, it's not just people shooting each other, it's crime. It's the safety, it's the cleanliness of the streets. Right. It's just the overall... Overall, and it's also the, how they feel. Danger. They feel safe. It's about how you feel exactly. as well. Well, those in Columbia, Maryland, they feel apparently uh, amongst the nation, they feel the safest because of all those different No, the number about- one as far as safety is Yonkers, New York, is number one there. Uh, Columbia, Maryland, overall, their score is 77 right. because their financial safety, because people live in Maryland, they're not far from Washington, they make a decent living. And then the, the natural disaster rank is 63rd. I don't Actually, understand what disaster you know what? is. This is what I'm going to do. I, I'm changing it so that it's, it's uh, going down by home and community right. safety rank. Because there's different, again, there's some cities that are ranked really high in natural disaster risk, like Glendale, California is 151 in natural disaster risks. But number six in home safety and community. Right. So, but the problem is the number here in Philadelphia, which is the one that really should That's anger a, people, so this all is the way down, down the list. So here we are, Yonkers, New York. We're not going to read all 180, right? no, no, no. Robin. Okay. I'm going to go down, and I'm going to keep going down, and I'm going to keep going down because what number is it, Tony? Now there's only 178 cities only in this survey of 178 cities in this great nation that is the United States of America. And so when you look all the way down at the bottom. I'm, I'm, all I'm still going. I'm still down, going, Down, 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 Still down, going. Down, 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 And this is, ladies and gentlemen, and that's why I have to play this song, Robin, because I believe there's, there was no more fitting song. There it is. Number 178. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, ladies and gentlemen. There is only how many cities that are worse than Philadelphia as far as crime and things of that nature? I'll give it to you right now. Philadelphia, 178. 179 on your list as Casey counts down the most crime-infested, dangerous city. St. Louis, Missouri. No shock there. Number 180, Detroit, Michigan. We're behind 
No, oh, we're ahead. Of just ahead. There's only four but cities barely, actually worse. Barely. There's only four cities actually worse than Philadelphia when it comes to crime and community safety. St. Louis, 179. Detroit, 180. San Bernardino, California. Hello. And then Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 182. There you have it, bringing up the rear and making this city another national laughingstock every single day. Congratulations, Jim Kenny. Congratulations, Larry Krasner, District Attorney. You guys built this and you own this. And for you not to address this and to push it under the rug when every single day all you have to do is look at the police blotters and look at the newspapers and the websites that report on crime. These clowns completely ignore this problem and they worry about going over to Madrid, Spain for a climate conference. Go to Copenhagen, Denmark, Jim Kenny, and go out there with the mayors who are worried about the planet ending in 12 years when there's absolutely nothing any of these douchebags could do to make anything better from one scintilla to another. But here in Philadelphia, crime, gunfire, mass shootings every single day in the city. Not in schools, not in workplaces, not in malls. On the streets of Philadelphia. And people ignore it. And the douchebag bleeding hearts in this city. The politicians, the people on Twitter, those who work for the city, those who work for the state, all these, all these entitled, privileged government employees who suck off our teats to stay alive. These are the sons of bitches. These are the criminals that should be absolutely called out. People march every damn day in this country. How many marches have we had on City Hall to demand that Jim Kenny step down immediately and put someone in, if we have anybody in the city, that can take control and get the goddamn problems that are getting people shot kids? These are 12, 10, 13, 14, 16-year-old kids every night. These aren't mafioso guys shooting each other up like they used to do in the 70s and 80s here. Old rotten crap bastard mafiosos and Cosa Nostra scumbags. These are kids. These are kids. Just look it up. I'm not making this stuff up. I I would love to have a compilation of the number of kids between the ages of 10 and 18 and 19 who have been shot on the streets of the city, whether it's daytime, whether it's coming off a bus, whether it's standing at a corner, no matter where you are, whether it's Center City, Philadelphia, one block away from City Hall at 15th and Chestnut Streets. Crime is absolutely at its worst level ever. And trust me, I've been around this town during the 60s when I grew up. I've been around this town through some of the worst situations you'll ever see, and I can tell you this as a fact. There is no other era in this city's history where it has been more embarrassing, other than the beauty and the history and all the good things about the city and the good people who care, people who pick up trash, people who break their leaves so they don't fall and have people slip on their sidewalks. But the fact that Mayor Kenny... And, and that douchebag, bald-headed truck douchebag in Harrisburg, Tom Wolf, these two panty-waist pieces of human excrement Don't forget are Larry in Krasner. charge. Oh, I, I got Larry Krasner, it goes without saying. But these guys are the head. This is the governor of Pennsylvania, Tom Wolf, scumbag. Jim Kenny, bigger scumbag. These guys should be in prison. Krasner probably the biggest Well, Krasner's, one j- Krasner's just a lapdog 
He's just a lapdog for George Soros, who's putting into every city in this country eventually a so-called social justice clown whose job it is is to turn the police into the bad guys and turn criminals into the good guys. And if you think this is just some right-wing rant, then you are living in a bubble inside your penthouses in Center City. So I, I, did some, I did some research, Tony, about the numbers, and I don't have all the exact figures, but this city was really bad for a while. It started to get better in the after 2000. The numbers of uh, shootings, et cetera, were starting to go down until about four years ago. And then they started to go up again. Yes, and it's a, there's a fact, there's a correlation to that. Crime goes up when you tell criminals that they're not going to be held accountable. Yeah. And then you don't have to, again, people who are criminals get due process. But in this town, they don't even get arrested. Forget about due process. And then when they do get arrested, Krasner finds a way to let him off the hook. I'm not talking about the guy selling a dime bag on the street. I'm not talking about people who have been unjustly arrested over the years and should be released from jail. They should be looked at on a case-by-case basis, and I believe the jails are overcrowded, and there's some people sitting in jail that should be out of jail. Correct. The problem is when you say there's some people in jail who should be out of jail, to people like Larry Krasner and these communist fascist bastards like Larry Krasner, one of the most reprehensible pieces of human excrement you could ever find, the stuff that came out of my ass through three surgeries is still... Uh, not ha- notches above Larry Krasner on the human feces scale. This guy is a scumbag, and the fact that people don't march on City Hall with pitchforks and, and torches is beyond human comprehension. That shows you why this city is loaded with nincompoops who don't care about the things that really matter but focus on things like whether or not we have drag queen uh, musicals or whether or not we've got libraries that are not charging people for books whether or not they, that, that, that an athlete goes out and, and fixes up a, a cleans up a, a parking lot, those people are always around. The good people who go out and clean up places and help put together uh, recreation centers and help fix. I've done this. I've been doing this since the '80s, going out and cleaning up broken glass in in, in local uh, uh, recreation centers, fixing basketball hoops. That private citizens do more than that than the government does. The city of Philadelphia does absolutely nothing for its tax dollars. Nothing. They don't clean our streets. They don't pick up trash. They don't arrest criminals. And when you actually catch criminals on tape with evidence that they committed a crime and you give the tape to the police, they never catch the criminals. So what's the purpose of everybody having rings and all these security cameras if when you actually catch somebody red-handed on your security camera, the person never gets caught? Yeah, we did. We, we caught. We're not the only ones. I'm talking about anybody who's seen it. The Philadelphia Police Department every day routinely puts up videos. Have you seen these people? And it's people coming out, stealing stuff. It's people who shot somebody. And luckily, they do catch people sometimes. The woman on the SEPTA bus who pushed a woman off, they finally found her because they had a close-up picture. And no one can defend that kind of behavior. But to me, it's just an outrage. It's just really an outrage. And, it, and I, it's, I am ashamed of the city. I am ashamed of this city for the fact that there aren't enough people who are angry enough to care. They're not. The people are not angry enough to care. And that's the, that's the biggest problem of them all. It goes back to a sports analogy. Bill Giles, who was the, uh, the main guy with the Phillies for many, many years back in the 70s and 80s. 
And back when the Phillies were sucking for a long time and I was doing sports radio in this town, you know, Bill would come on the show all the time. We'd always talk about it. And I said to him one time when sports radios first started getting big in the city, I said, Bill, does it bother you when you turn on your radio in the morning? And because remember, sports radio wasn't a thing. And so now all of a sudden there's sports radio, there's the Internet. And Bill Giles, I asked him, Bill, does it bother you when now you turn on your radio going to work in the morning and you hear fans calling up and complaining about the manager or the players and, and how angry they are when the Phillies suck? And he said, no, you know what it is? He said, if those people weren't calling, I would be more worried because that means they don't care. And when you care, you complain. When your team loses, uh, you, you care, you complain. You get angry, right? Because that's what we do. That's a human, that's an instinctual thing in every human brain. So in other words, you're saying that the fact that there are not more people complaining, that the entire city is not complaining, is that the entire city doesn't really care. I'm not saying they don't care. No, I'm but saying I mean, they but feel helpless. They don't know what yeah. to do. We, see, we entrust these people, these elected officials, because their job is to provide for the safety of the residents. They have to pick up our trash. They have to fix our streets. That's what our tax dollars but, go for. But there is a problem in the world in general. Um, they have done studies showing that comparatively from 20 years ago to today, our empathy levels have diminished. So people care less about other people surrounding them. But that's, I don't think that's really the, the biggest problem here is the people who, who don't. The doorbell who, just rang. I know. Go up and get it. And I'll, I'll I'm continue. Going to, we have somebody that wants to join this particular conversation. Uh, we have David Conrad in Las Vegas who has an opinion on this while I go get the door. He's sitting in Las Vegas. Now, they did have some snow, I think, the other day. Now, David, again, I'm not a politician. I've studied politics. I've covered local elections. I've covered national elections. I've interviewed five presidents. I've interviewed every mayor, every DA. And so I'm not just some stupid sports guy who just flows out crazy opinions. Tony, Tony. Yes, Tony. go ahead, David. These elected officials, don't they take an oath of office? Yes, they do. Everyone they, does. The, from the president all the way pay? down, from the president all the way down to the school board president, yeah, to, they, your, to your local council person, to your council person at large. They all take an oath of office. They get into government. It's supposed to be about being a public servant. Unfortunately, most of these people get their pockets stuffed by special interest groups, and then they forget about the, uh, the everyday folks who are living in the city. Again, this is a great city. I'm not saying I don't want to leave my city. I hate my city. I love this city. I love this city too much, which is precisely why when I see what's happening right now, it makes me even more angry. Why don't... The oath of office they're breaking is upholding the laws of the state and the city and so forth. Why can't we go down and do a citizen's arrest? Well, we can't do that. Why because, not? Because the same Philadelphia police that Jim Kenney and D.A. Larry Krasner hate, they hate the police. They're the ones that will be protecting those clowns. They'll be running to protect those clowns once anybody gets near them. And I'm not suggesting anybody should get near them or anybody should try to make a physical assault on the mayor's office. I'm saying that these people need to be outside protesting and calling for Jim Kenney to come out. And here's the other part that bothers me. Because you don't see any of our media people. You don't see any writers for the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Philadelphia Daily News, the community newspapers, any of the TV stations demanding that Jim Kenney step forward and address these problems. He hides in his office and then tweets out some stupid stuff about some LGBT group getting more special treatment. I love the LGBT community, but guess what? That is not the majority of the people in the city. He, he basically kowtows 
to fringe groups who get a lot of power and deserve it because they've been mistreated for so many years. But then at the same time, while he's placating that with the sanctuary city laws and the LGBT community uh, obsession, he forgets about the biggest problem of, the all, of it all, the protection of the majority of the citizens, every city, every citizen in this city, not just special interest groups. That's why you should be mad as a taxpayer that you're not being represented. The people here in South Philly who put Jim Kenney into office when he lived down here turned on him in the last election. Oh, yeah, they're not happy. He lost 200,000 votes just here in South Philadelphia, where he's from, because the people see that he's a fraud. Yet, because there's so many other people who he's placated, they still got him an easy election win because there's no viable other candidates. I mean, here's a, for me, if I was a mother living in some of the neighborhoods where the shootings are happening every single night, how, I don't understand why they're still voting for the same people that are making this city so unsafe. It's their children that are being shot every night. I know. I just don't, I don't understand how that happens. You have to demand this from your leaders. They're not stupid people. I feel sorry. Every day I pick up the morning, I pick up the, I look at the, the Philly.com and the TV news stations, and it's invariable that the top three or four stories are going to be 19-year-old shot yeah. getting off a SEPTA bus. Two teenage kids were shot last night at 3 o'clock in the morning. You expect the 3 a.m. problems. I'm talking about the middle of the day. In the middle of the day, getting off buses, getting off from school. Violence and craziness and out-of-control gunfire. You know, everybody wants guns taken away, except the guns that the criminals are using every single night to kill each other. Mayfair Murph is saying here, Tony, I do a lot of political consulting. You should hear some of the shit I do. Call the mayors or Guy Marty O'Rourke for an interview. Again, I don't have the answers, but the answers should be very simple, more than just sending out press releases every day. You have to sit in front of the people and tell them, all these moms and dads who are seeing their kids gunned down every single day, And then these people speak out, but nobody's hearing their voices. No one is paying attention to these people. How come those people don't get a group together? You know why? Because they don't have a big political action committee. They don't have the gun grabber crowd for them. Because they don't care about grabbing those guns because it doesn't help them. It doesn't make any money for them. So the people who are getting killed every night, they're just... They're just collateral damage in their bigger plan to take away guns from people so that the government can keep you under control. And again, I'm not an anarchist and I'm not a, One I'm of the not a that conspiracy I noticed, Tony, theorist. I was going through the list of places where, the, where it's safer. On that list, in many of the places where it was really safe as far as crime, were in Texas and in um, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And guess what those two states have in common? Open carry. Again, I'm not here promoting gun sales or buying. I don't even own a gun, all right? So I'm not a gun crazy guy. I just think I just think the focus in this country right now, and I only worry about my city. I can't control what Trump does or Congress people. They got their own agendas. I'm talking about my community where I live. That's all I could talk about. I can't fix the problems. But I just think that the lack of accountability by elected officials who see this happening, there's no way Jim Kenney gets up on any morning and doesn't see that all the shootings that have occurred in the last 24 right. hours. And, and when we're talking, I mean, and we're not even now discussing the drug issue, which is a whole nother crisis 
that is overwhelming this city and cause I mean there's there's associated crime with it but people are dying on the streets every single day kids because, yeah kids, kids. Oh, op- opioid crisis and well no not just from the, I'm talking about gunfire too I've obviously actually, the opioid situation I have is bad. done a lot a lot of study on opioid issues here in the United States and people keep talking about you know oh well look at the Netherlands well I happen to uh, have have some vested interest in this particular narrative. So I did some research, and what they did over there is not opening up free needle places and and sh- places to for people to shoot up. They what they did is they decriminalized um, drug use, and that's happening in this country now. <clears throat> which finally. is which I agree with because you. But they they don't just say. Oh well, you know it's decriminalized and go on your merry way. And here's a place for you to get free shit. No, what they did is instead of you having a criminal record, instead of you going to jail and then not being able to get jobs after you get out, they send you to a clinic, which is pretty much the same cost as putting somebody in jail. That way, they don't have a criminal record when they get out and they're clean. And they are able to shut down jails in the Netherlands because of this. Again, yeah, we, we, there's a lot of topics we're getting. I, I my, my main I just, focus has been safety of the citizenry of a town whether it's a little podunk town or whether it's a big city people want to feel safe when they go out and unfortunately in philly it's not happening here man tony what's the temperature of the religious leaders in south philly are they getting involved no they just worry about they just worry about elections they they the only time you see local council people or the people that you elect every fall is right right before the election not about the religious leaders the religious leaders are outraged, but they're but the the mayor's not listening to them. The oh. mayor is not. These people aren't storming city hall and demanding that he come out and address the issue. He hides. He just has his PR flax put out press releases every day. Which you talk about tone deaf. Just go look at Philly mayor's Twitter account. He never addresses problems. He always worries about what's happening around the world, climate change, and all this other crap that that nothing. He has no way of. Helping or fixing. Philadelphia is, if you ask people in this city or any city, where you put climate change in your list of top 25 of things that really scare you every day, it's not even going to be in the top 25. No. Hey, Jay in San Antonio, when did this show turn into Crossfire? (laughs) Well, we don't have a counterpoint. That's the thing. It's not Crossfire. It's more like Morton Downey. But, you know, I hear people are talking about uh, pray for Tony and Robin. They live in a city. They, They should be asking for Kevlar vests when they go out. No, I mean, it's not that bad here where we live, although crime has risen here in South Philadelphia as well. But, you know, and and Tony is somebody who has always spoken out for other people that are not just in his neighborhood. It's not just people like him. He's always spoken out for everybody, and he has been on this particular bandwagon for years, and he's been calling out the fact that, the uh, the the state, the city government is not taking care of all the people. They claim they do, but they're not. Exactly. Again, I don't want to make this. I'm not going to do a whole show on this. I just want because when I saw that survey, I saw it yesterday, but we didn't do a daytime show. The top 100, the most dangerous cities in America, and Philadelphia is down at the bottom. 178th out of 182. The birthplace of America exactly. is down at the bottom. That's, that's sad, man. Sad. That, 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 that makes me sad as someone who's proud to be from here and has always defended this city and its beauty and its greatness 
But now, you know, people, again, when I say people don't care, obviously people care. But not enough people get up in arms and they don't have groups that organize and say we got to march on City Hall. They'll go march about some stupid statue that has to come down, but they won't go march about the lives of innocent kids being snuffed out every single day in this city. And I'm outraged. I'm glad I don't have young kids in this town anymore. I really am. I would be afraid to have my kids go to school, get off a bus, and then get shot. I think about it. Uh, Christian, my son, works at Helium Comedy Club. He gets off work late um, down in the city, and then he has to make his way home. I think about it. Absolutely. Yeah, but that's just that's your normal 2 a.m. People are drunk. They carry weapons. They're looking to steal something. I'm talking about all gun crime is the same to me. But when you have children, that's the biggest thing. And you look at the number of people. You now refer to them as 19-year-old man, 19-year-old woman. They're still teenagers. Yeah. 19, 18, 17, 14, 12. Those There's are the a kids. nine-year-old boy the other These day. These are the people that are getting shot. The, the 2 o'clock in the morning violence is always going to be there. When they're in their homes. I know. That's... That's, so at least Las Vegas, there's no crime there. At least, yeah, uh, right. uh, David, there's no crime out there. At least, well, right. you know, here, what's just stunning to me is kids in elementary school going to school with guns in their backpack. This happens like every other week. Elementary, junior high, high school. See, now that's irresponsible parents yeah. that, that well, are not putting their guns in safes and they have it lying around. I mean, that's just idiotic. That's well, a pretty scary world. Uh, it is a scary I mean, world. And again, I'm not trying to be a shock jock or scare everybody. Don't go out tonight. I still go out. Robin and I go out all the time. I'm not afraid to go walk on the streets. But I'll tell you right now, if I'm out after 10 o'clock at night and I'm walking around, I always turn around. And I don't care. It doesn't matter where we are. We're not in a, we're not in a super bad neighborhood. It doesn't matter what neighborhood you live in. It doesn't matter whether you live in, you know, in a lily-white suburban area or if you live in, you know, in a mixed-race area like we do. It doesn't matter. The people who stole my scooter and the bikes were a bunch of white crackhead kids. You know, so it's not a race thing. It's just a prime thing. It's like, I want something for free. I'm going to steal it so I can sell it. And, and in no, many cases, no consequences. And in many cases, to go buy drugs. Does uh, Philadelphia consider itself a sanctuary city? Yes. Absolutely. Don't you remember the mayor? That's the, that, that was his most embarrassing moment was the video that everybody has seen when the city declared itself a sanctuary city and then he and his schlub assistant chick go into the office in a well-organized, well-planned bit. And I'm going to put it up on the screen. This is the mayor doing one of the most embarrassing things. You will ever see anybody, not even in Mayberry RFD, not even in Tombstone, not even in places that have no civilization whatsoever, have you seen a bigger schmuck then this mayor, the day the city became a sanctuary city, and he goes into his office with his uh, Bhutan's assistant there and does this. Let's watch this again in case you missed it. It's very short. I don't hear the sound, Robin. I'll play it again. It's only it's quick. Listen to this asshole. Do it again, Robin. A sanctuary city. And he high fives it. He comes in and dances. I wanted to go into that office, seriously. And then get him and throw him down on the floor, tie him down, and then take that woman and then gag her. And then throw her off of William Penn's statue. Take him all the way up to City Hall and throw them off. Of course, I wouldn't have done that, but that's how I felt at that moment. And every time I see that video, 
Uh, just makes you angry. And it's and it's and it makes that doesn't make me angry. No, it makes me it, angry. But too. it makes him look like a he is a national embarrassment. He's not just a local embarrassment. He's a national embarrassment. Gladney, North Carolina said, This is why I'm moving to Italy in twenty twenty. You know what, Tony? We could move to Italy for one dollar. I know, I should one move Euro. there. Did you see that? There's like all yeah, these there's towns all these little towns that are selling places. And I'm an for Italian, so I got I should get to the front of the low row here. You should. I don't want some stinking guy from some 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 Irish guy from Kensington to go get that property when I should have it first. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what's happening? A lot of these small towns don't have enough people, so then yeah. they say, "You come here. There's older houses, fixer uppers. So you're not going to flip it. You're not going to get that that broad and that guy on that uh, flip it or skip it or whatever well, that show's going. You and I are good. Ha- we're handy. We can do these. There's things. a lot of cement work there, and I'm good with my hands exactly. in cement. I mean, let's you're go Italian. buy. Let's, I want to have some acreage though. I want to have the pecorino romano cheese. I want to have the right goats to make the cheese, so I can have the finest meats and cheeses available elsewhere. By the way, I want to say uh, hello to the Jug Handle Inn who's listening in via Instagram, and I need to remind them to move over, make the switch to Twitch. Damn right. And, and send some of those damn Tony Bruno wings. Every day people, hey, I had the Tony Bruno wings at the jug handle. I like, love jug handles. <laughs> well, not those jug handles. That's a different one. But the jug handle in does have They have the Tony Bruno fight, sauce. Tony. They're fantastic. Tony, keep up a good, good fight. Thank you. Have a good day. <sighs> Thank you, too. Thank you, David. David Conrad in Las Vegas. That's, that's, Do you feel better now, Tony? Yeah, it, again, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a political rant. It was a citizens united rant outraged taxpayer rant i didn't open the windows and scream i'm as mad as hell and i'm not going to take it anymore like the movie uh what was that movie where the guy opens a window and screams uh it's a it's a news guy movie i don't know it's bad knowledge right there robin opens a window and screams yeah he's a news guy he's an anchor guy and he's pissed off and he goes to the window and opens it up and he says I can't take any. I'm as mad as hell, oh, and I'm not going to take it anymore. I think you had the, you had the, um, a clip of that for a long time on your soundboard, right? Yeah, and it's a great actor who's no longer with us. I'll get it in a second here. It was uh, it's network. The movie was network, <sighs> and one of the greatest uh, Howard Beale was the guy. That was his character's name, Howard Beale, and the great actor, of course, who played Howard Beale was who, Robin? I'm going to check your knowledge here to see just how bad it is. Network. Not Larry Beal, of course, the former ESPN Sports Center anchor who's been out in San Francisco at the ABC station. He's got all the clocks in the back. Peter Finch, Robin. Oh, I wouldn't have gotten that. He's a British dude. You know all those stupid British actors and all those bad British shows. Let me play the clip of, uh, I'll keep saying Larry Beal now, but it's Howard Beal. And, of course, i got to skip yeah, the stupid ad. Hey, while, while we're doing that, just because I mentioned it. All right, wait, let's play my this daughter, My daughter, Kimberlyn, sent it to me. What do you have? Um, this is the city of Zungoli in Italy. Zungoli. Zungoli. Not, not Fongoli or Vongoli. Zungoli. What was at the door, by the way, Robin, when you went upstairs? That was uh, Luigi picking up stuff for Penny. So he just comes in, rings the doorbell, and leaves just yep. like that? Just like that. Did Boy. he get his crate for the doggy? Yes. Okay. Um, but look how look how adorable this this city is. Can you see it? Yes, on, on it's the very it's it's beautiful. Very picturesque. It's my home. It's my homeland. Uh, it's actually my parents' homeland. And, my mom's. Okay, I'm just gonna randomly. Pick. Don't let people know, but I don't want people jumping on this and taking away a, a nice pair de terre that I could have. Pair de terre. Pierre de terre. Pierre de terre. Hold on a second. Doesn't it do afternoons in WMMR? This is, this is a random one that I just picked. I don't know. <laughs> 
Uh, and you're going to have to translate. Not Pierre Robert. Tony. That's different, Robin. Tony, you're going to have to translate here. Okay, let me say that. Come uh, un de Zongoli. So that's the province, city of uh, It's the province of the Avellino, not Bob Avellini. Of course, the former great Chicago Bear quarterback from back in the day. Progretto Casa al Euro. So this is the prices of the homes in euros. Correct. That's what it says right there. So uh, I can't see it because it's far away. So I need at least an acre. I don't, you know, and I love those old stone houses because I can stucco those babies, do a nice little, you know, I can do. Uh, this is like a. I don't know if you can see it. Like but a it's, villa. But it's a. It's it's a city, so it's it's an attached home. And it's kind of an odd shape. Is there plenty of room for entertaining and an open concept? That's what I. <laughs> and I don't know what these mean. These class of four, class four, and class three. Is that a four bedroom, three bedroom? And then it says it's two, uh, two Vani. What's Vani? V a n i. He's a former saint. He's a guy with the and long hair. No, that's so Yanni. I'm sorry. Fifty-one euros for that. Only fifty-one euros. Fifty-one. Now euros. here's there's a there's a there's a stipulation to this because I've looked into this before. The stipulation is you have to guarantee that you're going to spend a certain amount of money to fix the place up. So they'll say, hey, you know, we'll sell you this house for 50 bucks or, you know, $60 in euros, $65, whatever the euro conversion rate is right now. But you have to promise that you're going to spend thirty to $40,000 to fix it up. And so who wouldn't do that? I know. People are buying row homes here in South Philly for $200,000, fixing them up, and then selling them for 400000 you're not living in Italy. You're not living in a beautiful area. i got to see what the climate is, though, Robin. I don't want anything too cold. Okay, if I'm, I'm going to move to Italy. I'm going to look up Zungoli, Italy. It is a town in the province of Avellino, Campania, in the southern part of Italy, located about 58 kilometers. Hold on a second. Let me see. Oh, I mean, it has castles. Like, what more? Exactly. Can I can have my own. I can have my own like Ren fairs there. I can bring in all these crazy chicks wearing all those great goth outfits, uh-huh. and you know there's a lot of. And it's okay. not that far. It's not that far. I could jump on a plane. It's in the and middle, go right to Sicily and visit my family. It's in the middle of the country, in between Naples and uh, the the Mediterranean Ocean. Mediterranean Sea. 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 It's the Adriatic Foggia and Naples, kind of in between. How like it, it's like if you look at the map of Florida. And you see Orlando. That's where this place would be in the middle of the state, of the country in this case. Exactly. And then you go due west, and you're in Naples. Not Naples, Florida. And then there's Sorrento. There's Pompeii. Look at how beautiful some oh, of these Oh, man, go. I want that place right now. We're moving tomorrow, Robin. Get them on the phone today. I don't care how much it costs. Now, that's, that's the castle that's there. That's not one of the places. I want the damn. I'm, I'm, not staying, I'm not staying in some tenement. But look at these adorable little streets. I love those little bit of villages. You go to Europe, and they're tiny streets. See that? That's a fixer-upper. By the way, we need to go to the phones. We have another phone call. I think he wants... Well, we have breaking news, Robin. No, we, have do, we do have breaking news from the high-speed sports wire. Shocking that it's happening right now. Ron Rivera, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, has been fired. That's right. Of course, Cam Newton heard earlier in the year. And then I think the final straw, and I don't know why they're blaming Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, right now for this one, but his Carolina Panthers had the, had, the in, had the horrible misfortune of not showing up this past Sunday and losing a game they should have won, which pretty much kills them. doesn't kill them. They're still mathematically alive. But they were playing the Washington Redskins at home down there in Charlotte last Sunday, and they lose the game 29-21 to the stinking Washington Redskins. 
and that apparently was enough for them to finally. And then, you know, he's been on the hot seat for a while, but then uh-huh. his team plays well. They work hard. They always have good defenses. You know, and then they have the backup quarterback who was doing a great job, and then they lose to the Redskins, and they fire the guy. Meanwhile, in South Philadelphia, everybody in the Eagle organization still has their job today. And again, I'm not calling for anybody's head. The Eagles are going to do the same thing the Cowboys are going to do. They're going to wait till the season's over, and then they're going to make changes. They're not yes. going to fire. They're not going to fire Doug Peterson. Okay, that's idiotic. The guy won a Super Bowl two years ago. I know for all the younger fans, they think that you know you have to win a Super Bowl every year, and they watch the Patriots. You don't fire a head coach two years after you win the Super Bowl. It's not like the Eagles are going to go four and twelve. You know they're having a disappointing season, and that loss was horrific on Sunday. But I got to look more into this uh, into this Ron Rivera I, firing. Um, and we should look more into this because did you see what they have here? Are we going back to the property in Italy? Just, I just want to say the Vespa Club Italia oh, is right there. I could go over there and dominate in in bocce. I can dominate in uh, darts. I can teach them all different sports. I can go over there and do bags. I can make my own Italian bags. You know play what we bag should do? Over there. We should have the entire Br- Bruno Familia. Everybody buy their own place, yeah. And we will we'll go over there and help you guys fix them up. It'll be like the Spawn Ranch. We'll get like freaky chicks that want to hang out, <laughs> drink wine, eat grapes, figs, you know, all the other good accoutrements, olives, yes. whatever you want. And then we can all vacation together. The whole mushmugana. We'll teach them fist balling. We'll bring all new sports. We'll bring. We'll take the finest meats and cheeses and wines and grapes. We'll, we'll, we'll squeeze our own olive oil. We'll do first press olive oil screenings right there. Let's I will go. bottle my own Bruno Familia brand of all the home products. Forget about Cento and all these other places. It'll be Bruno on every bottle and can, the freshest tomatoes, the finest fresh press olive oil known to man, homemade Pecorino Romano from my own goats. The Bruno sauce from the Jug Handle Inn exactly. on everything. We will go live every day. I'll have ISDN. I'll have CNN. No, I won't have CNN. I won't even watch it over there. But let's go to the phones. Who do we have on the line right now? Hello. Did you do it again, Robin? Hello? Hello, Tony? Yes. It's me, S. Falcon. Hey, what's going on, Steve? Uh, not much. Just licking the wounds from the Michigan State throttling that they got from Ohio State. It's an outrage, man. It's an outrage. Uh, sports radio here has been going crazy. They are crazy. They're in Detroit. What about the Lions? Are they outraged there? Uh, yeah, they want uh, Matt Patricia fired. They want uh, Pascarelli fired. They want Martha Ford to sell the team. Mm-hmm. So I don't think any of that's going to happen. What about your Red Wings, though? Uh, they're terrible. What about your Pistons? They're terrible. Other than that, it's great. Well, the good news is, is yeah, you're still at least – not as far down as Philadelphia when it comes to crime, which is a shocker to me because Detroit's always had problems with crime. I mean, all big cities oh, do. Yeah. Philly's 178. Detroit's 180. They got to pick it up up there, man. When you have bad sports teams, I want to see more angry fans who result to violence. Oh, look, there's the a hammer and sickle on that house. Yeah, the only thing we got going is Michigan basketball. How about that, Juwan Howard, man? How about yeah, he's the fact? He's, no, he's going to be coach of the year. You know, they're, they're, they're playing great, and I'm happy for him, man. You know, because you see players, they try to make the transition from great players to coach. He wasn't a superstar in the NBA, has a solid no, career. But the Fab Five, we know all those guys, and they all had pretty good careers outside of, you know, Michigan. Some of them had good yeah. NBA careers. But Juwan Howard, 
You talk about a guy just taking a job by the balls and absolutely putting Michigan basketball back on the map, man. That's awesome. And you've got a big game tonight against number one team, Louisville. So exactly that's going right. to be a big game tonight. Exactly right. Now, Dean, of course, Dean's checking in and saying, Mission is going to get stomped tonight. What's the number in that? What's the number in that game? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I was going to check the Philly Godfather. I haven't, uh, I don't know what the number in this game is tonight. I haven't looked at it yet. Let me look on the, I don't look, I don't really normally check on uh, NBA or NHL or college basketball lines. I haven't been doing that, but it's got to be a Philly Godfather? No, he'll, he'll be all, he'll be all over it. Go to phillygodfather.com or follow him on Twitter. He always releases stuff during the day. I release yeah. stuff during the day, too, but it's not really uh, for human consumption. Yeah, no. No, you're not eating the babies, though, right? No, I'm not. You can't eat the babies. By the way, Ron Rivera, of course, he was in the Super Bowl. Remember Super Bowl 50? That's yeah, when really yeah, people went crazy on, on, remember on Cam, because after the game he was, like, out of it, and people were like, what the hell's wrong with you, Cam Newton? David Tepper has announced that it is a final for people who are just joining us. The Carolina Park. I love how they now it's they, they don't, nobody says they're fired anymore. You know what the term is now when you're fired, Robin? You are let go. No, they don't no? even say let go. That's too harsh. Step, oh. step down. No, they have parted ways. Oh, jeez. They have parted, parted ways. ways. Amber waves of grain. Did Norv Turner get fired? Norvell Turner, of course. I don't know who yeah, they may make him the head. They may, you know, obviously they're going to move somebody. Tony up. Bruno, just really quick before he has to go, Colin Thompson checking in on Instagram. What did he say now? He didn't say. I mean, he's just I, he waved on Instagram. I can't. And I want to remind people: if you're on Instagram, make sure you make the switch to Twitch because we can't really see all of your comments, especially Tony. I can somewhat see them, but um, if you're on Instagram, make the switch to Twitch and create I'm an account. I'm on Instagram. For- I can't find your show. Um, that's because it's Instagram is just they make it very difficult to do a professional show on there like what I we're doing. But then you just follow you have to follow me on Instagram, which is at Tony Bruno Show what, Robin? Um Tony Bruno Show one because Tony right. Bruno Show also belongs to you, but I can't get into it because of it's a different right. email address. So you, if you go to stupid. Instagram, it's like following me on Twitter, it's at Tony Bruno Show on Twitter. On Instagram it's at Tony Bruno Show One and that's how you okay. find it. And that, and that, again, it's not the Twitch show because you don't get all the bells and whistles. You're just getting the straight audio feed only. So when we play a oh, video, okay. when we play a video, you know, you have to be on Twitch to see that. Because I shared the show on Facebook. No, share the show yes. everywhere. That's yes, fine. Share it. Share it everywhere. And then we gradually are pulling people over into Twitch because they realize how awesome it is to be part of the Bruno Familia on there. Yeah. By the way, we have breaking it's news on the. Today, Tony. What's that? You forgot to do the crossover today with Harry. No, it's Wednesdays. Is today Wednesday? Oh, it's Wednesday? No, it's no, Tuesday. It's, it's Wednesday. How can you keep forgetting it? Every week you forget that it's Wednesday. I forgot. I thought it was Tuesdays with the crossover. No, Harry. no. Tuesdays used to be Taco Tuesday. Then it was Taser Tuesday. Then it was Tata Tuesday. Wednesdays is when we get together with Harry and uh, Aton. Come on, man. By the way, the breaking news update now. Cool. You know who the uh, interim head coach of your Carolina Panthers is? Perry Fuel. Remember Perry Fuel? He's been around there, secondary coach. Perry Fuel's been around the NFL for a long time. Perry Fuel is the interim head coach. They did not take the, They took their secondary coach to uh, wow. be, be. And David Tepper, the owner, says, I believe this is the best decision for the long term success of our team. Quote I have a great deal of respect for Ron and his contributions he's made and to the community, to the franchise. I wish him the best. 
I will immediately begin the search for the next head coach of your Carolina Panther. Man, if I was the head, right now the head coach at Oklahoma is going, I could go to the NFL. He's got his pick. Cowboys, I'm telling you who's going to have his pick. You know who's going to have his pick? And I don't care whether he wins the Big 12 championship or not. Matt Rule, the head coach of your Baylor Bears. Oh. Matt Rule will be absolutely one of the hottest properties as a head coach in the NFL. You mark the tape. Lock it in. Matt Rule, Matt Rule. is an up and kind. I know they look at a lot of the assistant coaches around and try to find another Bill Belichick clone. But I'm telling you, Matt Rule will be an NFL coach. And there's going to be a lot of openings. you got Carolina right now. I'm sure the yeah. Giants are going to make a move. You know, Dallas. The, Dallas I, yeah, the Dal- yeah, I would think Dallas is going to make a move. Who would want to work for Jerry Jones, though, honestly? Any co- Why did Bill Parcells do it? Because he, got to run the, because he got control for a couple of years. And, you know, right. with all due respect to Jason Garrett, <clears throat> I don't think Jason Garrett is a puppet in the likes of well, after he had Barry Switzer and they went after Jimmy Johnson left, they had Barry Switzer. Then they went to Chan Gailey and these other guys yeah. who were nice assistant coaches. But they were happy to have the job because they knew Jerry was going to be able to tell them what to do. I don't think Jason Garrett, at least this, this far into his career, has had the phone, has Jerry on the phone calling down and telling him what plays to run. I just think that he lets Jerry run the coaching staff. He runs and gets the personnel. And, you know, it's been a long run for, for Jason Garrett there. But they haven't done what they wanted to do, which is win a Super Bowl or even, even get to one. So I don't think Jason Jerry Garrett's going to stick. What's that? Jerry wants Sean Payton, but he just signed an extension with New Orleans. No, he's not. Sean so, Payton's not leaving. Why would you leave the Saints if you're if – you're... Oh, I wouldn't either. I mean, you got I mean, how long is Drew Brees going to be your quarterback, though? That's the thing. But the thing with the with, – when you look around the league at the potential uh, – you know, they're talking about firing the Cleveland coach already. You know, the Giants obviously may make a move. Who knows what's going to go right. on with the Jets? You know, the Jets look like they saved Adam Gaze's job when they went that three-game stretch and then they shit the bed and lose at home over the weekend – in an ugly game, and so now maybe Adam Gaze is on the block again. You know, the, a, you look around. I mean, Washington, who's going to be the coach there next year? Yeah, they're going to have an opening. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe here in Detroit. Detroit, Detroit. I don't think I don't know if Detroit is that much of a guaranteed lock that they're going to move on from Patricia. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think the no, Chargers. I think, I think the way. Chargers with Anthony Lynn. I'm not saying they're going to fire him. I'm, I'm looking at possible places don't where they may. Denver, they may make a move. Uh, you know, obviously Dallas, Buffalo is safe. I mean, obviously he's doing a great job there, Sean McDermott. Oh, yeah. So you look around. Atlanta, obviously Dan Quinn's got to be on the hot seat, right? Yeah, Dan Quinn. Uh, don't forget Denver. Yeah, I don't know whether they get rid of Fangio after one year, but there's going to be a lot of openings, and I'm telling you right now, put it down, Matt Rule. Matt Rule? Matt Not Rule. Not the one from Oklahoma Sooners? Not him? No, Matt Rule is the head coach of the Baylor Bears. He was at Temple University. Uh, he did a great job with Temple, got him into multiple bowl games. I think the guy's a great recruiter, and he's a great yeah. coach. And obviously, look at, look at, he took over a Baylor program that was an absolute unmitigated disaster yeah, and now has him playing. And he's, yeah. having, he's playing, for, playing for the Big 12 championship, for God's sake. He's, he will be an NFL head coach. You can make that an absolute stone cold, guaranteed. But which team? Lock. Which team? Which team? I think he'll have a. I think he's going to be interviewed by all these teams. You don't want to work for Jerry Jones. Why would you want to work for that? Because it, it, because if you go there and you get it done with the Dallas Cowboys, you're a hero. 
Yeah, but you're gonna have the old man, uh, the old man looking over at you, going, "I don't like that." No, no he's I not gonna like do that. that with Matt Rule. I'm telling you, Jerry because Jones is not like he used to be. Jerry Jones is at the point of his life where he wants to see another Super Bowl, another win. It's been a long, long time. So to me, the fact that this guy, you know, has kept – I got to give him credit, man. He's kept, he's kept Jason Garrett around a long time, man. Ten years is a long time for a football coach right. in this league. And so – Hey, Jim Schwartz, you're D.C. He's going to get some looks. Well, I don't, he'll be he'll be he'll be looking at the door in a couple of weeks if the Eagles continue to crash and burn like this. You need to you need to relax. Book this. They're making the playoffs. The Eagles Mark are not making. Listen, team. I'm a homer. The Eagles will make the playoffs. No, they're not. You want to make a bet on that? Schedule. You want to make a bet on that, Tony? Yeah, I do. Another bet? You see, did. What, what do they have that's that I would want from Detroit? Now yeah, I love Greek Town. I'm not a big. I, I love Greek Town. You can send me some baklava or something, or some uh, with some of the baklava? other great baklava, which is a great Greek. I'm dish. saying, Tony, you only get to. I'm, Spanakopita. I'm putting, you only get to make one bet with a fan at a time. Oh come on, Robin! <laughs> and then you got Charlie oh, Strong. No, got no, Charlie no, Strong no, got no, fired no, yesterday. No. Charlie Strong of all people got fired yesterday by USF. All these college coaches are getting bounced out. Now you got an NFL coach, and, and I believe Ron Rivera is now the first coach, head coach fired this season in the NFL, and they waited until week 14? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. That merely Because the reporter asked him, are you worried about your job? And he says, no, I'm not worried about my job. I'm worried about my football team. And then he gets fired, and then what happens with Cam Newton? Does he get traded? Does he stay? Now, that's a great question. I mean, the owner, you know, the coach isn't going to get that kind. they they got a general manager. The Houston Texans announced they're not even going to have a general manager next year. Did you see that? They're not even going to hire a general yeah, manager. Yeah. It's insane. That, that is. All right, Steve. Now I'm yeah. calmed down a lot now. Now I'm thinking, okay. of a, I'm thinking of a beautiful stone villa in central Italy. I, it's it's okay. in your mind now, isn't it? Well, George is on my mind, but. That's because I love that song. Thanks, Steve. Mitzi, Mitzi's not on your mind? Mit- oh, Mitz- Mitzi's on my mind. Oh, she was cute. Did you see the she video? Yeah, I saw it. I went. Did she write down her number? I, I Trust me. I will be able to get back in touch with Mitzi. You can put that <laughs> down in April. I wrote down her number, and uh, Robin wasn't looking. Oh, no. That's right. No, that's right. John Gruden. Uh, uh, what's his name? Was fired. I was wrong about that. Thank you for the correction. It was so long ago. Washington fired. Jay Gruden earlier in the year, too. So yeah. Gruden was the first, and that was early in the season. And now you got, with a couple of weeks left, four games to go, Carolina Panthers fire their head coach. And the, I'm a, I, that's why I don't think anything. the Eagles are going to do anything until the season ends. The Cowboys aren't going to do anything. Because why firing a coach right now? What does that accomplish no. for the Carolina Panthers? Nothing. Nothing. They're not going to make the playoffs. I mean, they're still mathematically in it. They're more mathematically in it than the Eagles are. Yeah, but the Eagles are going to make the playoffs because they got a lot of injured players coming back. They had a lot of injured players back, and their defense played shit to bed. That, that was the yeah. biggest problem for the Eagles. Their secondary was hurt all year. So going into that Miami game, no one in a, for a second thought that the biggest problem for the Eagles against Miami was their defense. If there was anything, Miami statistically against running the ball, passing the ball, was the worst team in the NFL in both categories. Yet... The defense is, the, is what lost him the game, not, not Carson Wentz. Remember, 
Carson Wentz, they scored 31 points. I know the defense set him up for an easy short field. But remember, Zach Ertz drops another touchdown. They miss a field goal. That's 10 more points. They technically should have scored 41 points on the Miami Dolphins. And that's what they needed to do to beat a team. They gave up 37 points to one of the worst offenses in football, man. It's an outrage. Now you're getting me angry again. Oh, I didn't mean to. No, that's okay, man. That's all right, Steve. Thank you, brother. We'll talk to you soon, man. There he is, Steve in Detroit. Trying to find something that I would want from Detroit to make a bet. By the way. Yes. (laughs) I have to show this. Hold on. Let me put put it up on this camera. Um, Dean sent a photograph of baby Dutch yellow potatoes. But they're not from Holland. No. You know where Why do they call everything Dutch when it has nothing to do with Holland? Can you see it here? They are grown in Idaho. <laughs> Most of the potatoes on earth are grown in Idaho, Robin. What don't you understand? Why do I have to keep yelling? Why do you tell me I'm wrong when I'm right? I didn't say you were wrong. I just didn't know that they these types of potatoes were grown there. Every kind of potato is grown there, Robin. Well, now every damn, I know. Every damn one. Now I know Don't the rest of the story. Understand. Can you turn my damn box up again here, please? Yes. Don't you f- understand? Exactly. This is, this is worse than the Great Potato Famine of 1928 when there was all kinds of malarkey going on in this country. And there was a depression. And people couldn't even get Did a potato. Did you know that in Europe during the potato famine, they actually ate tulip bulbs? Dude. Yeah. They I probably even smoked know. them, too, before anybody I even realized how good they were. tulip bulbs were edible. Everything's edible. Well, no. Some things will make you sick. For example, many people did not know that chestnuts actually are coming inside. They're the actual nut of this really thing that looks like a... Uh, prickly pear. No, not a prickly pear. What are the things underwater with the spines? A sea urchin. A sea, it looks like a sea urchin, smaller version of a sea urchin. Yes. It's got all these spines sticking out of it. And then when the tree comes down and hits the ground. I used to pick them up all the time. Chestnuts, but you don't see them in this country very often. No, We're talking no, no. Europe. I, yeah. But my son, AJ, down in Maryland, he's got two chestnut trees. They actually had people from, when they found out he had actual chestnut tr- trees in this country, because most of them have not survived. Correct. These are ancient trees that he still has, and they still bear chestnuts every year. Yeah, Amer- and he has American chestnuts. Exactly. The uh, American chestnut tree has gone bye-bye for the most part due to um, a certain type of fungus or something that is killing them. And uh, his are healthy and bearing fruit. And, and he's got potatoes yeah. of all. See, he grows his own potatoes, but they're, this is Maryland. You don't, but Dean potatoes, says we used to throw them at cars when we were young. Potatoes? No, the chestnuts. Oh, the chestnuts? Why? You know how much chestnuts are now? They're like $7 a pound. Yeah, it's crazy. And they're so now delicious. I know why they're expensive. And because they have to go, they have to break open the shell, and then inside that shell is the actual chestnut. Correct. And I didn't realize this because we picked them they're a couple of years ago. Yeah, they're the, they're the seeds. Because mm-hmm. some fruits, you eat the seeds, and then other fruits, you throw away the seeds. Right. Although you can keep watermelon well, most, seeds and sunflower seeds and use them for all, other purposes. Aren't all nuts pretty much seeds? I think. Right? I don't know, but I knew some bad seeds growing up around here, but that's what happens. You know what I mean? When you live. But um, what was I going to say? You know, oh, I did not know. Here's something new that I learned from your son. Um, I've always roasted the chestnuts. On an know, open fire? Chestnuts over the, um, and you have like the little special roasting pan. Yep. No. It is way simpler. You put them in the microwave. But you have to cut a little slit in them yeah. first. 
And then I you did get not the, know this. But then they have just... that. You know why they roast them? Because they get that, that charcoal <laughs> flavor in there. But you can do most of it in the microwave. And yeah, you do. Blessing. You just split it and forget it. And then you put it in the microwave. You don't want to overcook it because it's still nice and soft that way. If you cook it too much, then it gets dry. But I love chestnuts. Yeah, me too. And my son's tree didn't have a good crop this year. And what happens is as they start, before they fall, the damn squirrels go up, knock them down, and then they rip them open and eat the chestnuts inside. Because we would pick, a couple years ago, we picked chestnuts, and there's like two nuts in some of these big ones. You can get two all, chestnuts. Right. They should all have two. Well, everybody should have two of everything. Testicles, breastes, you know, stuck together legs, arms, eyes. You notice how everything has to come in kit? No, no, we have two kidneys. But only one liver. Grave Gatekeeper said, You know, TGC Fabian was bullying me in Twitch and causing my account to get disabled in Discord. I don't know who that is. I don't know. I don't even, I don't know who TGC is, but Grave Gatekeeper, we're happy you're here as long as you, you know. Be nice. Be nice. Not (laughs) chesticles. We only have one chesticle. But you notice everything's in twos. I mean, that's, you know, I, I believe that we owe that to Noah because he had to take animals two by two. Two by two. And then, you know, my favorite thing, of course, is. Chicks at the same time, man. You know, because most guys just take one chick. But I, I follow Noah's, <laughs> I, his credo, which is. Chicks at the same time, man. And then, you know, that's... you got two eyes. You got two ears. I'm so glad you follow right? the Bible that way, You got Tony. two testicles. You don't have two belly buttons. You only have one belly button. You have two breasts, two feet. Two hands, two arms. One heart. One heart, two kidneys, but only one liver. And I think that's where whoever created us screwed up. We need two livers. livers. Didn't (laughs) they understand that we need more than one liver? I mean, some of the people that listen to this show and these people that go to these tailgates, how are they supposed to live an entire year on one stinking liver? It's an outrage. Gladney, North Carolina says no one needs two assholes. Well, you're right about that. (laughs) Unfortunately, Tony agrees with you, even though he got two of them. By the way, let me play this one rant one more time, Robin. Because we played it, I teased it. I want to play this. Well, it's one of the greatest rants of all time. You need to turn down the freaking music. Well, I didn't even know it was still running, Robin. Let me turn that son of a bitch off. And now let me play the rant from the great Howard Beale. Here we go. Punks are running wild in the street, and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to ride. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. What year is this? 76. I want you to get up now. Here we go. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. I want you to get up right now 
Get up, go to your windows, open them and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. How many stations first. does this go out to? You've got to get mad. say, I know it goes to Louisville and Atlanta. I'm not going to take this anymore. Then we'll figure out what to do about the depression and the inflation and the oil crisis. But first, get up out of your chair. Get, get out. The window, stick your head out and yell and say, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Who are you Get out! Get out! Are they yelling in Atlanta, Herb? Are they yelling in Atlanta, Ted? But first, you've got to get mad! You've got to say, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! They're yelling in Baton Rouge. Of course they are. Get up, get up, yeah. get up. LSU's going to the uh, championship game. We struck the mother low! Stick your head out of the window, open it, and stick your head out, and keep yelling, and yell, I'm as mad as hell, I'm not going to take this anymore! Just get up from your chair. Just do it. Right now. Go to Where are you going? Everybody I don't want to see if anybody's yelling. Okay. That's what we need to do here. I know. Well, let's just finish. It's almost done, oh, okay. Robin. This is one of the greatest scenes in movie history. It does. It sounds like you about two hours ago. Metal God says it's too fucking cold to open the window. Can I just text someone? <laughs> <laughs> you never saw Network, Robin? Oh, it's been a long time ago. This is one of the iconic scenes in the history of film. This is what we should be doing here in Philadelphia. I said this earlier. Isn't so? It's the one where he he kind of takes the the studio hostage, right? And he keeps. Well, at the very end, he just loses it. Yeah. And then the people who want him to shut him off. All of a sudden, realize that all these te television stations are picking him up, and the whole country's doing the same thing. That's what we need now. We need another Howard Beale. Not the Ally McBeal. Not Bradley Beale. Not Larry Beale. Not Beale Street. We need Howard Beale. God, that's a great scene, Robin. I, I that you did. know what's amazing? All the things he talks about in there. I know. I'm like, still wait a apply minute. today. I'm like, how long ago was this? Was this yesterday? Except there was no internet and all the other stuff. But I need you to put down your electronic devices and see if you can stay off them for more than ten seconds and not kill each other. That was Robin right now. That's why people don't get mad like they did back then, because they're too busy on their phones playing games. They're too busy going on Tinder to try to get laid. They're too busy with all the frivolous bullshit that doesn't matter in life. That's what the problem is here. No, the problem is is that they can go on to Twitter and places like that to vent rather than actually doing something. Because going and venting on Twitter does nothing. Does absolutely nothing. But if you are angry and you vent elsewhere, if you go and you actually... You know, talk to, you You vote the right way. You go out and you do something in your community about it. Then it'll actually do something. If you've never seen the scene or the movie, I recommend watching it. One of the great acting performances and one of the greatest scenes. And as I mentioned, this is the 70s. This is the 70s when we were out of oil. And we were standing in line. We weren't standing. We are sitting in line at gas stations hoping that the oil didn't run out. This is when the planet was going to end because of global warming. The ice age was coming. And then all of a sudden, the sun, the, the, it was too hot, so we had to change it to climate change. 
all the things that Howard Beale warned us about in 1976. The only thing he didn't warn us about was that the Rocky movie was coming out and that forevermore the entire nature of our city of Philadelphia and the entire essence of praising fictional fictional characters and building statues and then having the president have a meme of his head on Rocky. Rocky has destroyed America as we once knew it. It started out as a great concept in the 70s. 76, same time, Bicentennial, Robin. Started out as local bum makes good. Underdog wins, beats the champion, right? Made us all feel good about stuff. And then fast forward. All these decades later, Rocky now is a source of illness to my buddy Joe Corrado. The people like me who love Sylvester Stallone but are sick and tired of the Rocky stuff. Sick and tired of every sports team that comes to Philadelphia having to run up the art museum steps and then videotape it and put it out like the Memphis Grizzlies running up the art museum steps is going to make one damn bit of difference when they play the 76ers or the Minnesota Timberwolves or anybody else. We have people that come to town and they want to go see the Rocky steps, Robin. You realize that? We've got the Liberty Bell. We've got the Constitution Center. We've got Independence Hall. We've got... History, and when people come to this town as tourists, more people go see a statue next to the art museum than go inside the art museum, and they stand there to get their pictures taken, or they want to run up the steps and then get up to the top and then jump around and put their hands in the air like they just don't really care. We've had friends do that, right? We've taken friends there. They run up the steps. I've done it for television purposes. It's a sickness. Tony? People need to open their windows right now, Robin, before the snow comes, before we have another snowmageddon, before the local weather stations are telling you, you better go out and get your milk and bread and butter and eggs and toilet paper, lots of toilet paper. Go to Acme. They always have that 72. You don't even have to go to the big guys, uh, big stores anymore like BJ's. or. No, no, no. You could go to a supermarket and get like 50 rolls of toilet paper now. Every every grocery store has a bulk section now. Just like every like my women. <laughs> Tony, I like my women in, in bulk, baby. Um, <laughs> you know who else you like? What other women you like? Well, like Florida women. women. Florida well, women. Well, not all Florida women. No. But I got to tell you, I've had good experiences with Florida women, even when they were bad. And Let's go to the Florida desk. Is this a Florida update, Rob? That was a Florida segue. How was that? That was a brilliant Florida segue. Actually, the earlier segue where we segue to Dean and and Clearwater was a horrible Florida one, but we had to put them on because we were talking wine. Yes. And we had to make a bet. But let's go down to the Sunshine State, ladies and gentlemen, and your correspondent, Miss Robin. Down to Florida, we welcome you to the Sunshine State. Let's everybody sing along now. They're kicking back and soaking up the rays every day in Florida. I hope this is a tawdry, nasty, ugly Florida update, Robin. I miss those. Would I steer you wrong, Tony? <laughs> when you... Well, if you to get off the wrong exit on the Florida Turnpike on the Sunshine yeah. Skyway, uh, you could probably steer me wrong in many places. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go down to where 
The Clearwater, Dean's neck Wait of the woods. a minute, Dean's in, in an area where there's all kinds of tomfoolery, hijinks, and nasty yes, shit? Yes, it is. And in, we are going to specifically go to the front of the Capitol Theater in downtown Clearwater, which last time I checked was not a horrible uh, location. No, it's nice it down there nice in downtown. There. Well... Isn't that where we had breakfast? That's where the other busted egg is, or whatever, the broken egg, yeah, the or the broken one egg. egg, whatever the hell it's called. Well, day before yesterday, and it's, what day is this? Yes, so this was day before yesterday, December 1st. That was Monday. Happy holidays, folks. Uh, th- this couple was celebrating just a little bit early, a 70- Not early. They were. That was the end of the Thanksgiving Day weekend, Robin. Oh, well, that could be too. That's Maybe what it was. They Monday, were, people had to go back to work. Well, they were giving a lot of thanks to each other. A 70-year-old woman and her 60-year-old male friend- Wait are, a minute. So a 70-year-old chick- Yes. Has a 60-year-old boyfriend, and they were banging each other? Well, they were engaging in something that I don't think I've ever heard said this way. They were engaging in sidewalk sex. Sidewalk sex? Sidewalk sex. Oh, I know birthday sex. Yeah. I know makeup sex. But sidewalk sex was a new one to me, and I am all for... Actually, sidewalk sex is actually opening up this weekend at the TLA Cinema (laughs) on South Street. They'll be opening up for uh, the... What's the Joe Biden term on the bus now? The malarkey. malarkey. They were on the No Malarkey Tour with Joe Biden. Oh, Sidewalk Sex is I the opening them. act, Robin. I come on. I love them. They're great. Well, uh, the woman, 70-year-old, she was with a younger man, 60-year-old. She looks hot, too. Oh, yeah. Um, great hair. Susan Rossillo and Robert Kellogg. Not Ryan Rossillo. And uh, Robert Kellogg. He was showing his Frosted Flakes, apparently. Hey, excuse uh, me while I show you my uh, they were, Pop-Tarts, baby. They were arrested on felony charge of lewd and lascivious exhibition for allegedly engaging in sexual conduct. Well, they were arrested in on Monday. Presence, this story's from Monday, but this was Thanksgiving Day. But they were in the presence of a minor. Like, I'm all for, you know, if you want to have sex out in the open, go for it. Just make sure there's no kids around, okay? And don't do it in front of a movie theater at 845 on Thanksgiving. Night in downtown Clearwater, Florida. Uh, The victim. Who was the victim here? The victim was the chick or the the kid? No, the child. Okay. Saw Rosillo on her back with her legs up in the air and no pants on. Oh, man. Do we have video? The septuagenarian (laughs) was actively masturbating Kellogg's penis with her hand. Wait a minute. So she's got her leg. I'm trying to now picture this. Picture. Picture A this. seven-year-old woman. Was she bare-ass naked or bare just a pants? Naked. She, she had top off everything? No, she she was had no pants. So. so she left her top on. Right. And then she popped off the pants. And now she's on her back in front of the Capitol Theater in, in Clearwater, Florida. Correct. Thanksgiving evening, right after the third, right after the Cowboys lost, and, it, and they were getting ready for the late game. Right. And it sounds like uh, Mr. Kellogg could have used a little blue pill because he was not in the best of shape, and so she was trying to help him uh, become more firm, so that it would do something for her. She was a fluffer. 
Um, no, she was she was masturbating him with her hands. That's what it is. A fluffer is the person that gets you hard in a porn movie, Robin. What's the oh, matter with you? I always picture fluffers giving blowjobs. No, no, they, whatever it takes to get the guy. Uh, I don't erect. know why. I mean, I like I have that in my head that it's a it's a blowjob kind of thing, not a hand job. But whatever. I guess what I, either one. Would Did the work. little kid say, "Mom, Dad, what are you doing?" No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was an innocent child. At least he wasn't shot in Philadelphia. That kid would have been shot in the middle of a street in Center City. But then she also resisted arrest on top of everything else. Now, did she finish the job with the hand no, job? No, no. That's the problem is that she was extremely uncooperative. I mean, obviously. With him or with the police? With the police. <laughs> well, was she cooperating with him? That's the question. Oh, she was. She got herself a younger dude. as a 70-year-old broad, and then there's a 60-year-old guy, and you know what happens when you're over 60. You know, sometimes you have a problem. Uh, you know, we say sometimes make it good and sometimes make a shit. And obviously, this guy couldn't get it up. He didn't have Roman. He didn't have hymns nearby. Now, he I'm didn't have any of those problems out there. Tony, I'm sure that you are... Sometimes maybe shit. You will be shocked, shocked, I know, to hear that Rosillo, the woman, has um, prior convictions. No. Yeah, I know. It's shocking. And that earlier this month, even, she was arrested with an open container charge after she was spotted drinking a can of Bud Light. Oh, that's a, a cran- I thought she'd be more of a... Wait a minute. Wait, wait. I thought she'd be more of a PBR or Colt 45 malt liquor. It was a Bud Light Cranberita, Tony. Oh, man. First of all, I got to give her one of these for even thinking it. Even if you're down on your luck and you're broke, are you drinking the Bud Light Cran? Well, it was Thanksgiving. Maybe that was her cranberry sauce for the turkey, and his bird wasn't stuffed enough, and it was limp (laughs) as a damn... uh (laughs) Hey, you know... And, and, you know, maybe she has, like, her own set of turkey legs. <laughs> and, you know, what you do, you spread them and you try to make a wish. I'm trying to picture this woman. Seven-year-old woman. She looks attractive, though. I'm sure when, you know, if you have a couple, oh. of, uh, couple of torts of meth or whatever, you're... Uh... Does she have all her teeth? <laughs> Dean, he was basting her. <laughs> <laughs> Base that bird, baby! But you know what? You go, Grandma. That's That's... I, I like the idea. You realize that, that woman's only a few years older than I am, Robin. And that's one of the reasons why I really <laughs> like the idea of grandma and grandpa continuing to have sex. <laughs> hey, baby, it's uh, it's it's not getting dark. It's eight forty-five. Wait, Robin, wait, let me let me set the scene. Okay. Look how beautiful it is. There's Clearwater Beach right there. There's the oh, there's the Cara, There's beautiful. the there's the there's the, the Gulf Coast. The Gulf of Mexico. Look at the beautiful water. Look at those people looking. For, look at Dean over there checking out young women, taking pictures of them, following them to get closer to their asses as they walk up and down the beach. I have tape. <laughs> and then you're sitting in front of the Capitol Theater. Thanksgiving's over. You find yourself a nice ice-cold can of Bud Light Cranberry Rita. And then you find a 60-year-old man wearing a matching orange jumpsuit Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> a little disheveled looking, you know, his hair messed up. But hey, maybe he was out on the beach rolling around getting banged earlier with some other woman who liked it in the beach with the waves. Maybe they were doing the scene from, uh, what was the movie where they're rolling on the beach and then the... Ten. No, no, the, the classic movie. Yeah. That scene, oh, no. Oh, from, from here from to here eternity. From here to eternity. Where the, 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 the waves are coming in and they're rolling around on the beach and then all the seashells and all the uh, kelp goes running around them and yes, they're making yes. out and they're playing stink finger and they're doing all this nasty shit on the beach. 
and then the foam comes over, and then you realize that what that foam really is is all of the poop and all of the excrement from not just the sea creatures out there in that beautiful water, but from human beings who go out and pinch a loaf Tony, right off the coast. Here we were talking about a nice romantic evening that this Florida couple had. <laughs> Some enchanted evening. And you had to go bring in sea foam poop. Come on. <laughs> By the way, by Robert the, Kellogg. Robert, 60, you say by the way more 60, than uh, I know. Sixty-year-old, he looked like it, at least thirty years older than you. I know he did. I'm not a battered performer yet. When I go to Clearwater Beach, I'm not usually with a seventy-year-old broad. I'm usually, you know, rolling with the hot chicks, the the Hooters girls from near You know, the the birthplace of Hooters was Clearwater, Robin. I know the original. All I can think of. Stu, Captain Russell us. Gives a whole new meaning to the word stay on the effing sidewalk. Exactly. At least they weren't in the middle of the street blocking traffic. At least Dean could still get over there and head to that Walmart. <laughs> Wait a minute. I just realized something. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I, again, picturing it, right? Uh-huh. The, I, I think the, the little girl might have been lying. If, if she is on top of... Oh, wait. So she's laying down. Her pants are off. She got her feet up in the air. Feet are up in the air. He is on top of her. (laughs) But then she's also jacking him off. Wouldn't she need her hands for balance, or how? How can you? Like how that? can you lean forward and That's grab That's a multi-talented someone? woman. How do you think a seven-year-old chick gets all kind of action like this when she's multi-talented? And have your legs up in the air. Imagine that. That's kind of uh, impressive if she was really doing that. Otherwise, I think that that... Stay with me for just a while. Give you my soul. Remember this song, Robert? Yes. I pretty much love everything that Neil Diamond ever did. Love on the rocks. Especially if you have a couple of rocks right before you lay down on the sidewalk. I'm a big <laughs> Neil Diamond fan. Now all I want is a smile. All right, everybody, now let's put your hands together. Take out your cigarette lighters or your cell phones and wave them in the air like you really don't care. First they say they want you. Then they have they really want you on the sidewalk. Suddenly you find you're out there. Banging on a sidewalk in Clearwater Beach. And when they know they have you. They really have you. that song hand rocks on the sidewalk hand jobs on the sidewalk no sex on the sidewalk you can say what you want in front of the movie theater i think dean's been to that theater for a double feature once (laughs) let's just finish Uh, out robin let's just finish out okay the show's almost we did three hours today we did and it didn't even feel like three hours did it we left it all out there for you today, ladies and gentlemen. So let's finish it strong today with Neil Diamond. First they say they want you. First they say they want you. Hey, how they really need you. Suddenly you find you're out there. Walking in a storm. And when they know they have you. Then they really have you. 
is updating us that it's not a movie theater, it is a performing arts theater. So maybe they were just doing some uh, live improv outside of the theater. Yeah. <laughs> they were hoping for, uh, you know, did they did they put out a bowl for donations? Yeah, the guy had, he did, I, no, I'm not going to get it. This is too gross. <laughs> this is too gross. <laughs> well, not Robin. It's almost over. Let's get the big finish I'm, I'm here. We were talking. Let's get the bring, big finish. The big finish. Listen Yesterday's gone. As Falcon 39, I know. I know. But I Here's a hand job. Sex on the sidewalk. <sighs> and of course, the Neil Diamond music. Good grief. I couldn't think of any other sex songs. So there wasn't any sex on the sidewalk songs. What's a good sidewalk song? Is there a song that has sidewalk in There's it? There's a lot of songs, but I'm thinking Love on the Rocks. The beach is close by, and then these stunads, kifozos, are banging on a sidewalk in front of a former movie theater, now a performance arts center. Let's see. <sighs> there is... There's a sidewalk prophet. George Strait, where the sidewalk ends... Um, There's a group called the Sidewalk Prophets. Yeah, I don't think that. Th- I think that that's not something that we want to. Um... How do you know? <laughs> uh, John Mellicamp has sidewalk and streetlights. Oh, my internet was interrupted. I hope that didn't affect anything. E. Sidewalk slam. That's pretty much close to what um, that was. So John Mellicamp, sidewalk and streetlights. Let me get a taste of that. Sidewalk and streetlights. Okay, hang on a second. No sex on the beach, though, and no sex in the city, because I hated that show and all of the Bhutans in it. Sidewalk and street lights. Robin, how hard is it to play this song now? Well, you have to give me a chance to get it. That's what she said. You have to give me a chance to pull it up. (laughs) Excuse me. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> this has kind of a stripper feel to it, so it's already a little bit appropriate. Is this about Jack and Diane? No. It's about a woman Jack and a guy named Jim. It's a really long... You sure this is, jo- is this John Mellencamp or John Cougar Mellencamp or John Cougar? It just says John Mellencamp. Is this the instrumental version? No. This doesn't sound like a song that you would be banging a meth addict on a sidewalk in yeah, Clearwater Park. Yeah, I know. Park. I agree. Can we fast forward a little bit? Doesn't even sound like John Mellencamp. Yeah. Sounds like a bad Springsteen yeah, I'm gonna, song. I'm going to fast forward. I agree. Wow. I hate to do it to you, John Cougar. John Cougar Mellencamp. Don't John like Mellencamp or just John. That song right now, ladies and gentlemen, sucks out loud. Wait, there's a Nelly Furtado song called Slippery Sidewalks. Oh, that would be good. Hold on a second. While you're looking for that, this is George Strait, where the sidewalk ends. So you knew this would be good. Yeah, there we go now. That's it. And the sidewalk ended for those two. It did not have a happy ending. I'm not afraid to go. Sidewalk in, you left a lot. Some people leave. 
this blows. We've done three hours. We're overtime here. You in ungrateful jerks. All right, now we're going to go to the Nelly and the Bajo Fondo featuring Nelly Furtado, Slippery Sidewalks, which I honestly, by the title alone, I think this might be the winner. I could go a little uh, Furtado right now. Let's see. Okay, let's go, let's go. Give it a chance, Robin. Give it a chance. Let it grow, just like the guy did. Well, he wasn't growing, though. It's impossible. He needs a little help. I'm opening the window and jumping out after that song. This is also a very long build-up. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, she's dirty. I like Nelly Furtado. This is almost chill. Yeah, it is. This is not what I expected at all with a name like Slippery Sidewalk. It's a little uh, Bassa Fondo here. Yeah, this was with uh, Baja Fondo. Well, I like it. It's got a good uh, bossa nova, jazz amando, jazz We are officially in overtime, which actually I don't have time to do. So we are going to have to fade this out. Tony Bruno. I'm tripping right now, Rob. Of course, as you know, Nelly Furtado's biggest song was this one, Robin. Oh, I'm sorry. I already, I went, I... Just I, give me just a taste. Ah, uh, oh, Tony. Come on, Robin. Okay, go ahead. It's playing now. Remember this song? Yes. I never really liked this song, though. I did. You did? Yeah, I like this one. I don't know. It had good imagery. Well, the video was good. Okay. Now that we all heard it. This is too much Alanis Morissette, whiny. I'm this is dope. not whiny, but it's... it's no, when it's, she start, no, hear that, that... Yeah. Na, 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 na. Hey, I'm Uh-oh. wasted, bro. Pass the joint Uh-oh. by me now. Uh, let's get to the big part. I'm like a bird. I like to fly away. I don't know where the hoe is. Hey, homies. All right, let's get out of here now, Robin. Oh, we we actually... Uh, we got cut off? Yeah, we got cut off. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. In the meantime, if you're still out there, I'm as mad as hell, and I'll see you again tomorrow right here. Same bad time, same bad station. Hold on. Let's let's redo as soon as I get it back up. I just want to do I that. we said we were done. We were all We off. are. We are going to be done. We get cut off? Uh, never mind. It was gone. And boom goes the boom dynamite. Goes I hope you're still night. out there if you're not. <laughs> We're good on the audio, but whatever. We got cut off of the internet. Okay. It might have been my fault. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Great show. Great fun. Great energy. It was all. I love you. Love you all. Miss you all. We'll be back tomorrow for another four hours or three hours plus 
of exciting radio broadcasting activity without the bullshit. No malarkey, just good bullshit. Good night, everybody.